Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Boss Rush Podcast, a great place to play games and be better. I am your host, Corey Derrigan. Alongside me, as always, is the sleeveless wonder, the PC muscle race himself, Laron Dawkins. What's poppin'? Delaying the show by 30 minutes with his ridiculous games. I don't know. I wasn't the reason why the show was 30 You're minutes right. late. You're right. It's my <laughs> fault. Also joining us is the writing wonder, Stephanie Klimov. It's a me, Stephanie. Oh, that wasn't as cool as I thought. <laughs> it's probably it's probably better than Chris Pratt doing it. Exactly. Yes. You know. Gosh. Maybe that should be a topic tonight. In the fourth in the fourth chair tonight. The man, the myth, the legend. Still saying Shane Kelly. Hello. Hi Shane. It's been a it's been an extra long Wednesday for me. It's fine. Apparently, apparently that's my new catchphrase now. By the way, in, to, in our in our host chat, it's fine. Stephanie needs a shirt on it. Uh, yeah, a shirt that says it's shirts fine. will be coming soon. Yep, it's yeah. fine. It's fine. Big bold letters just covering the shirt. So, anyways, how's everyone doing? Everyone good? Everybody having a good week um i'm surviving <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm worked out choice of work yes these last these last two days of work has just been like oh <laughs> and then and then i had some unnecessary drama happen to me this morning uh as i was walking out of a business meeting mm. that sounds fun yeah yeah. yeah, it's one of, it's one of those things. Like, should I call the cops now? Like, I or should I call the cops, or do I just do I just like go home and immediately take like a, a silkwood shower and like and just wash it all off of me? Yeah. Oh shit, it was that serious. Huh? Oh Damn. yeah, really? I, I, yeah. Basically, basically, like basically, somebody's somebody else's privacy's got violated, <laughs> you know, in front of me, and then I was like, I don't know if I was supposed to be privy to this, so I don't know how I should feel about it right now. <laughs> uh. Sounds like a great day. Yeah. Hmm. And I still had to work. Hmm. It makes See, what you... Laurent is actually drinking is bourbon to wipe all those memories mm-hmm. away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He stirred it with his own tears, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Corey, you, Corey, you know me so well, man. I know. Like... I know. We've known each other for a while now. It's time. Mm-hmm. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, you did tell me to slide into your DMs today. <laughs> so, <I> mean, <laughs> and, 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 and of course, and of course, that got some interesting comments around it. <laughs> of course, it did, because it's you and me. Oh, hey, oh, hey! All I all I said all I said is to to get to me a little bit quicker. Just throw it in the DMs. That's mm. all. That's all. I said. And then a couple comments were made, and then I, I was I was just like, I feel like we're not talking about PlayStation anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Or are you? <laughs> uh, a different that, kind of PlayStation. That's actually what Laron calls his bed as a PlayStation. <laughs> his, his boyfriend comes over. <laughs> PlayStation. Yeah, I just make sure. I always tell him, make sure you bring your Xbox. Oh God. <laughs> Tower of power. That's what he calls it. Hey, hey, hey! You gave me the you gave me the power to run after dark. So I. Mean... I did. I did. I'm not gonna run it. I'm not interesting. I mean, I mean, I I could be saying random stuff like "There's nothing floppy about my disc." That's fine. 
Of course, you're going to get a whole generation that listens to that and not even know what a floppy disk is. So, <laughs> that's the, but that's the beauty of it. They're going to be like, what? They're going to be like, what do you say? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's, don't worry. It's a, it's a dirty old man joke. It's fine. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, see, man, why'd you have to bring out old? <laughs> yeah. Why why'd you have to bring up old? Because guess Lisa, what? Like, at least I didn't say it was I a three and a half old. inch floppy. <laughs> why'd you have to mention old though because i actually went out a couple of weekends ago and bought my first pair of reading glasses why'd you have to say that because before we started the show you're like oh no i forgot to take my meds oh my God. which i still haven't <laughs> hey you set yourself up for failure there it reminds me when i worked at staples and the the guy asked me what a typewriter was <laughs> How old are you? <laughs> are you even supposed to be here right now? <laughs> Come on. It's like the it's like the Jumanji meme. What year is this? Wait, wait, wait. Is yeah. Resident Evil is Resident Evil Four the litmus the litmus test for how old somebody is now? Is oh, it? Maybe. I don't I mean what year, what year? If it makes you feel better, Leron, the Wii, uh-huh. the PlayStation Three and Xbox three sixty are all considered retro consoles now because they're over ten years old. What? That's considered uh, retro? Yeah, apparently. No, I don't accept this. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, like, the, I don't like the idea that retro and vintage is like 10 years. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't like that. Mm. I don't like it either. Yeah. My car is almost vintage, if you, if you count it by that. So when I was 11, I was retro? That's yeah. Kind of okay, we can't use we can't use Resident Evil Four as a litmus test for how old somebody, how old somebody is, because it's only 16 years old. And it comes out on everything that comes out, ever. It's mm. probably going to yeah. be on your phone soon. So, okay, Mario teaches typing. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's classic. Typing of, the, typing of the dead. <laughs> when did that come out? Mavis that came ba- out. Mavis that came Bacon. out in '99. That came out in '99. Mavis Bacon. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, Mavis Beacon or whatever, and then also Oregon Trail, like the yeah. original Oregon Trail. Yeah. Green. Yes, I the black yeah. and green screen, and it's just like, God, it's so ugly. You died of dysentery. Oh yeah, every time dysentery. Every time yeah, it's always dysentery. It's always dysentery. And then there was that like shooting mini game where you had to like shoot the animals for food. Yep. And, and but it was just like it was just like a cursor over the screen, and you always missed, and then you died of starvation. It's funny because when I was a child. That took up so much of my attention and time, and I thought it was like such a great game. When you can look for games like that now, just online, right? Like I type in original Oregon Trail, and I'll just play it to revisit my nostalgia. That game is a lot shorter and a lot shittier looking than I remember as a child. So it's just interesting <laughs> perspectives of, uh, yeah, I didn't yes. get the same experience this time around. Did you know that there's actually like a handheld version of Oregon Trail now? Yeah. It's just like its own little machine, just like it's like a, oh, wait, like wait, a Game wait, Boy. I thought, wait, wait, wait. Uh, didn't they? Um, I thought they made like a Game Boy or a 3DS game on that. Did, did they do that? I mean, they probably did. I'm sure it's like around. You know. Listen, they made an Oregon Trail card game. Okay. It's true. Well, I know a movie's coming. Is what? It? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You know hold what? On. HBO should have made an Oregon Trail TV show, and it would have just been like Game of Thrones, but like traveling west. With a lot yeah. more shit. Yeah. Someone dies every day of dysentery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
<laughs> what is this show? What are we doing? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, th- I, think, I think it's on point for what we're supposed to be doing. Now. I know it is. You're right. It's... I'm not gonna lie. How we got some really good. Here? We got some really good feedback last week. So much so that yeah, yeah. Stephanie's just gonna be here every week now. So yeah, yeah. You're one of us now. You're one of us now. One of us. Well, we're like you guys are stuck with me. <laughs> oh gosh, she's gonna take over. She's just gonna be the leader one day. She's gonna overthrow us, Laron. It's fine. <laughs> That's okay. We'll, we'll we'll make another show. <laughs> <laughs> what what is this other show? I don't know. Like, it, we'll just make another. We'll just make another spinoff from Boss Rush podcast. We'll, we'll or Don. <laughs> oh. I know you guys will just constantly have a cycle of making new shows. Yeah, <laughs> and letting them get taken over. Maybe that's the, maybe that's the plan though. Maybe that's the plan. Yeah. Like, get, get all the contributors of Boss Rush to wind up being on shows. Like, maybe that's the plan. It is the plan, actually. I think I think it is the plan. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of Boss Rush, this is the Boss Rush podcast, the flagship show of the Boss Rush Network, where each and every week we get together with our friends from around the internet to talk about video games, movies, TV, and everything we love about them. You can catch the show live on Wednesday nights on twitch.tv slash Boss Rush Network or on Mondays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other podcast apps. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review and rating. Just leave a nice one. It's anything less than five stars, we don't want it. Oh god! Or we'll come after you. Oh, avalanche! Oh god! <laughs> Shelves are falling. Yeah. Shelves are falling. It's okay. That's what happens when you use like, you know, those command strips to hang shelves instead of you know nails. They're off. So. Threw me off. Stupid shelves. Just threw me off. You can email the show at bossrushnetwork at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at bossrushnetwork. Remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel and check out bossrush.net for all of our content, including other shows, written works, etc. 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 All right, guys, what are we doing with our lives? Shane, I'm going to you first because you're the guest. And I'm going to go see why the shelf fell over. No. Besides work, been playing some games. I'll probably tell them. I don't know if we're talking about that, but. Yes, yes, we are. And I'll save that for later. But yes, I'm playing games. Um, got got the PS5 a couple weeks ago. So that. congrats! Thank you. Um, my wife gave me the green light, so for my birthday, and so it's I spent days and days trying to find one. I got one. She was probably hoping that I wasn't going to find one, but I did. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was probably that was probably. She, she thought she was sending you on the fruitless search. That's what that was. It, yeah, that's probably why she okayed it. It's like, oh, he's probably not going to get it anyway. Let, yeah. let the poor guy have some. And then I know when I said I got it, she's like, oh, good. Editorial that you wrote. <laughs> so, yeah. I, um, think, I think your article on that comes out this week later. What was week, it? Right? I think your article on that's coming out this this Saturday. Yes, yes. So I, I did an article on my first week with PlayStation Five. So nice. Uh, also, um, I'm writing another article um, about The Last of Us Two. Uh, not what you would think it would be about, but um, I don't know. Last year I posted um, some pictures uh, while I was playing the the game. I I came across a ice machine and uh 
when I looked at it, I'm like, hey, that looks familiar. And I work uh, for a company that makes ice machines, and um, I'm like, that is our ice machine. <laughs> so it was. I'm pretty sure it was modeled after our ice machines. So oh wow, uh, I kind of wrote a story about you know seeing something in real life, seeing it in game, and how it makes it personal. And um, you know, you'll have to read it. Uh, I have to. I, I'm going to talk to my work just to make sure everything's a-okay on their end that it's going to get posted. So. But yeah, that's nice. So, uh, what what game are you currently playing right now? Then? I'm playing um, God of War, and I'm playing 2018 God of War, uh-huh. and um, I'm playing uh, Spirit Fair on Switch. Okay. Hmm. Nice. Actually, a little Wreckfest too. So, did you say Wreckfest? Yeah, it's pretty mm-hmm. fun on the PS5. Ed and, right. Ed and Jesse talk about breakfast all the time. Uh, my brother was over Sunday, and he he's like, oh, I want to try the breakfast on PS5 because he has it on PS4. And he's like, I'm going to go get something to drink. And he stands up to get something to drink, and the race starts. And he's like, well, that was quick. <laughs> <Set back down. laughs> he's like, it's like five times longer to load on PS4. So I got to tell you, these new consoles and the load times are just like... Yeah, I'm gonna get spoiled. But how how do we ever how do we ever wait for things? Yeah. Uh, Shut up, Lauren. We know you've had SSDs for like 25 years. So I don't want to hear about it. Okay. Us wait, normies wait, wait, who like wait, to plug wait, things wait. into our TV and sit on the couch and play them. Wait, here's the question though. Like, here's the question though. Like, like, like you guys owned a PS4, right? You you guys never thought to drop an SSD inside the PS4? No, Lauren. I'm not technically okay, savvy. I would have opened okay, it up okay, and I'll... like. Jack and Daxter would have fallen out because they're running the thing, and I my my PS5 would have just fallen apart. Okay, PS4, whatever it is. God, so much hostility! All I do is it would have fallen out. apart like a Kit Kat bar that it looks like. Okay, break if me off a piece of that the PS4. Te- technological knowledge, like someone on this panel yeah. that might be able to educate I, us later. I'm, I'm wrong. I'm my tea guy. I, I, I dropped SSD I'm a, right I'm a in tinkerer. there. I'm a tinkerer. I'm that. I'm that guy who. I'm that guy who messed around. Who messed around and like loosened all the table legs off of the dining room table, and you know, got grounded for like two years because of that crap. Mm. <laughs> all right, Lauren. We're all not that good with our hands, okay? Mm. <laughs> Something his boyfriend never says. Uh. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know why that just came out of my mouth. <laughs> I know, man. Uh, you... <laughs> Is it lack of is it lack of sleep? Because I Probably. feel like you're on a I feel like you're on a tear right hey, now. Hey, I slept for a solid four and a half hours last night. Okay, it was great. You and me both, man. I, I, I actually no, because I don't want I don't want any questions for why I did not go to bed early enough or on time. So no. Oh well. Next topic. Next topic. Stephanie, what are you, you can't playing? Can't do that to us. All right, fine. What am I playing? Um, so. I'm still playing Firewatch and Skyward Sword on my Switch. Um, I said uh, pre-recording that my son loves um, anything Zelda. So what we do is when I have him and it's not a busy night, we'll fire that up and he'll watch me play. And then he'll ask for one of the two controllers because we do motion control. So he'll control Link's movement and I'll be the person swinging the sword. So that's... um, you know, the child-friendly entertainment. I'm still in Ghost of Tsushima with my PS4. Um, I haven't picked that up in a week because I got my Xbox Series X, which I want to talk about later because last week I was waiting for it. 
And um, I downloaded a ton of games. Um, I'm currently playing through the medium because I, I do want to get that on PS5 when I eventually get my PS5, but I want to experience how it is now. It takes a while for me to get used to that split screen. I feel like I'm going like the opposite of cross-eyed, like <laughs> I'm trying to look at it both ways. Um, but I'm actually downloading right now Chernobylite. That's, uh, that got released today, I think. Um, normally I'm not a survival horror person, but, uh, I don't know. I just really like the premise and I want to try something different. And if I get decent hours on it, I might write a review. So nice. What is, what is Chernobylite? I've heard of it, but I don't really know what it is. Isn't it like a, a isn't it like not so much a spinoff of Metro, but isn't it like in that same vein, Metro uh, Last Exodus? That's, that's kind I, of what I got off of it. It was like a Metro type game, first person shooter. Yeah. Oh well, all I know, all I know is when they when they unveiled it at E3, like like the internet lost its mind over the summer. <laughs> I'm gonna look this. Up. I haven't played that, but yeah, th- please do. I just know that you play as this guy who revisits Chernobyl to solve mysteries of his missing wife, fiance, lover, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then he gets kind of stuck in this place where he has to, you know, find resources, stay alive, and fight both people in these weird creature-like things at the aftermath and all that radiation and all that good stuff. So I heard there's co-op too, but... Um, I'm looking, I'm trying to look for it. It's not even... How do you like Firewatch so far? Firewatch? It's it's all right. You know, I really didn't think Firewatch was such a super powerful game as far as, like, the tech goes, but it's, it's... What's that word when it's what the switch does it does it a lot when it lags, like the mm. frame rates drop real bad. Oh, yeah, that's, 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 what, that's what it is. Frame rate drop. <laughs> and I'm not one to be all like, "Ooh, mine runs at X frames per second. But I just noticed for a, I call it a simple game like Firewatch, where I'm just walking around the woods, not doing any special move, and the frame rate just like plummets. I'm like, "Why is this happening?" Mm-hmm. I played it on PC. I, I, I loved it. Oh, I bet you it's much better on there. I like right. the dialogue. You're playing it on Switch, right? You said. Yeah. Yeah. The Switch is starting to get to that point where, like, the novelty of having these bigger games on there is starting to wear off. You know. Yeah. Shut up, Laron. I... <laughs> I felt it. I felt it coming. <laughs> I didn't say anything. <laughs> I know what happens on Crossroads. Uh, oh, wait, what? Oh, wait, what happened on Crossroads? I don't know. I didn't listen to it. Because <laughs> last uh, night, because <laughs> last night we devoted twenty five minutes to, to Switch Direct. I know. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like, and we had a, and we had a good time. We actually, we, you know, <clears throat> what? despite the despite what hate and discontent might go on, you know, with, with Crossroads people, like we actually praised the direct last night. Like, I mean, it was it was a fun time. That's like, surprising because you know, nobody else seems to be. Well, well, you see, that's because that's because we're PlayStation, we're PlayStation gamers, and and we try to appreciate everything that we get. I mean, yeah, there there were definitely some hit and misses from the direct. Here's the, the thing: I thought the direct was good. I think everybody just has a sour taste in the in their mouth from that Mario cast. But mm-hmm. well, yeah, that is true. The, the Mario the Mario casting did like dominate the entire direct. I, yeah. uh, uh, we 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 have words about that too last night. But uh, but, I do have to say I, though. I do have to say though, Metroid Dread. I'm not a Metroidvania guy. 
I'm not. I try every time. Every time one of these good ones, quote unquote, comes out, I get it. I try it, and I can't. But Metroid Dread is going to be the one. Yeah, and it's like just a little over a week away. It's so close. I can't mm-hmm. wait. Mm-hmm. I'm sad though because I did. I did have to. Not I had to I had to cancel that OLED pre-order. Why? Wait, why? Because just stuff going on. Pre- oh, okay. Preschool, uh-huh. you know, bills. The that mm. that, that flood that happened. Oh and, yeah, uh, yeah. All that stuff. So you know, I'm trying to prioritize. Gotcha. Here's the thing. I already ha- already have two. Okay, I don't really need a third one. Okay. Well, this was supposed to be the one that replaced your old one. I know. Yeah, the one that you said that you felt like was going to explode any day now. Yeah, I <laughs> well, I turn yeah, on, I also. load up the eShop. I have to I have to buy stuff on the Switch Lite, and then download it on <laughs> onto my regular oh, Switch man. because oh, it's painful. like when I load up the eShop, it's just like <clears throat> I feel like this. I it vibrates so hard that I feel like the casing of the Switch around the screen is going to just like pop off. Is that a day one? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, but also in his defense, his daughter decided she wanted to play disc golf with it. That's fair. My kid did throw it across the room a few times. Whew. That poor thing. I it, is, it, it is my fault for leaving it on my armrest while I went to go get a glass of water on the couch. Sounds sounds like your fault. Yeah. Yeah, totally irresponsible, Corey. Gosh, terrible dad. <laughs> Yeah, mine's just cracked in the back where the screw is, so I can pull the back left corner off. Yeah, and put it back on. And the kickstand's busted. I got tape on the back. Mm. Other than that, it still works. I mean, my switch doesn't have any like visual cracks or anything. It's just like it's just loud. So I'm surprised. I'm surprised I with how much I my PS4 to drown it out. Oh god, <laughs> that PS4 man <laughs> thing is loud. PS4s. Let me tell you, loud. Uh, what were we talking about? Oh, I was just finishing talking about the games I was playing. So yeah, Chernobylite, and then I'm also downloading. Crap, I'm blanking out. Um, oh, come back to me on it. There's, but anyway, but yeah, I'm starting to try out all my, um, all the games on Xbox. So I'm really excited for that. Nice. That's awesome. Nice. We're on. What you playing? Um, well, I'm st- I'm trying to wrap up my run of uh, Canon Bridge of Spirits right now, and I'm also playing uh, Tales of Arise. But um, mm-hmm. I I made a terrible mistake over the weekend, and, and actually, I made a terrible mistake over the weekend. I made a terrible mistake yesterday, last night on the show. Uh, the terrible mistake I made over the weekend was I decided to pick up Act Razor uh, Renaissance on the oh, PC. Oh gosh, that was your first mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that game runs so bad. I hear it's really bad. No, I haven't had any problems with it. Like, running bad where? Just, like, a lot of frame rate hitches and, like, the god mode stuff and, like, the tower defense stuff they added is bad and just... I... Okay, the tower defense stuff, I don't remember that in the original game. They but added it, it. They added a okay. bunch of stuff. Okay, it hasn't really it, it hasn't really bothered me that much because, I mean, like, I guess it's the nostalgia element for me because, like, I I played this game when it was brand new, like, back on the Super Nintendo so um so like it's 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 uh, it's a fun time so far for me uh but the the mistake i made last night was i picked up the game unmetal 
Unmetal. Yeah, huh. I talked that? about it. Uh, we t- I talked about it last night because uh, one of the segments we do on Crossroads now is like the new and notable games for the week coming to PS5 and PS4. And um, I talked about it. And and the sad part is is that um is that when I first did the research on it when I was getting the show notes ready for it I was like okay Unmetal yeah you know uh, just another just another run of the mill indie title and then as I was looking up information for it I was like oh I think I should pick this up so I picked it up I picked it up and like for the the hour before the show started I played it and let me tell you this if you if you liked and missed the original Metal Gear from the NES. <laughs> this is up your alley. So just think, just think, Metal Gear meets Tropic Thunder or Hot Shots, <laughs> those movies, and wow. this is what you get. This is what you get. So basically, like, think of think of all the homages to like all the uh, all the two D like like NES games that are in that vein. But the sound the sound design of the game is so nice. Like it's 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 crisp. It doesn't. You would look at that game and you, you're thinking like chip tunes, you know, like the the old like 8-bit like music and stuff. No, yeah. no. Like it's got a fully realized soundtrack and every single character has voice acting. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to throw any real spoilers for the game. Well, I'm going to throw one spoiler out. Like, like your guy, your guy, your guy's name is Jesse Fox. <laughs> and, so just so just think of all the Metal Gear like homages right there, just in that name alone. Uh, uh, he winds up he winds up getting caught behind enemy lines, and he has to escape. But while he's escaping, he's also thwarting an alien invasion from like mutant chipmunks. <laughs> it's wow. okay. It's it's hilarious. It's hilarious. But like I said, it plays just like some of the old school NES games, particularly Metal Gear. <laughs> Wow. And um, and so I was telling I was telling everyone, I was I was talking about it last night on Crossroads, and now everybody else on Crossroads <laughs> has gone out and gotten the game. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's probably it's probably some of the best twenty dollars you'll spend right now. <laughs> okay. Huh. Yeah. All right, cool. I might have to check that out. Yeah, yeah, check it. Yeah, check it out. Like it, you know, as a matter of fact, just go just go look up the trailer for it. As a matter of fact, I'll find this trailer and throw the Twitch chat and the Twitch great, tra- uh, great. chat right yeah. now. Because <laughs> my, because my God, it's it's a h- hilarity. Nice. Yeah. Oh, I found it. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Coming at y'all. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, so. Yeah. So. I. And you know what? You know what's crazy? Like I told myself for the entire month of September, I was not going to buy any games, and I did really well until until I remembered that until I remembered last week that Kana was coming out, and Kana mm. was the one game that I wanted for PS5, like since the launch. To To be so, fair, it was supposed to come out in August, so you could justify it like that. <laughs> well, true. True. Yeah. Yeah. But um. But so yeah. So like it broke. It broke my. It broke my my thing of not buying games and then and then it was like the floodgates open because i was like oh this is a 40 dollars game so i bought canna and then you know wound up spending 60 dollars to get tales of arise and wound up spending a spending <laughs> spending 30 dollars to get act razor and then wound okay. up spending another 20 dollars <laughs> money bags over <laughs> here Gosh. No, it wasn't, no, no it wasn't it, no it's not money bags trust me because i'm already like uh i'm in trouble <laughs> <laughs> because october is a loaded month Thank yes, God it, I was just gonna say. Yep. Thank God yeah. I bought Metroid like two months ago. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm excited for Mario Party. You and Austin both. We're going to have a Mario Party party. Mario Party party. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you watched that series on Giant Bomb, but it's like their best series. It's awesome. Anyways, I guess it's my turn. Yeah, tell us. I played Destiny, guys. Surprise. Uh, What? Yeah. Boring. Boring. Find another game to play. I finished Psychonauts 2. Oh, really? Yeah. Was it worth it? Was it it worth it? It was very good. It was very good. It's uh, the story tackles a lot of interesting themes. Because, like, it's... Obviously, you look at it, and it's cartoony, and it's funny, and it's got a, it's got a lot of great writing and stuff, but, like, it tackles a lot of themes that people kind of deal with sometimes daily, sometimes maybe yourself or you know someone that struggles with this or whatever. Like, one of the characters has PTSD and really struggles with it, and you help him kind of mend that struggle uh, or, you know, kind of help him cope with it. You help someone who uh, has a gambling addiction uh, who equates risk with reward and you kind of like go through their brain and connect different words to make them kind of feel a different way about uh, rewarding. Like, you know, oh, being with the people you love is rewarding, right? It's not always about the risk. It's it's about how you feel about yourself and uh, that kind of thing. It's It's a really... It's a really deep game con- considering, right? Like it, it what it looks like and how it plays and how funny it is and how ridiculous the characters are and everything. But like it really tackles really real themes and it was really good. I I enjoyed it immensely. Um except the last boss fight was stupid, but uh the end credits stuff is really fun too. Okay. I think you've mentioned before that you technically don't need to play the original if you want to play Psychonauts 2. Like they do a good job bridging the gap in. They the do. Start. They do a great job at the beginning, setting up the story for Psychonauts 2. Like there's, it's literally like uh, Raz, the main character, like writing in his notebook, uh, and like telling oh, the story perfect. of the first game, and uh, even the VR game. They catch you up on the story of the VR game that really nobody played because <laughs> it was a PSVR exclusive. Uh, <laughs> And uh, it does a really good job catching up because, like, I played I played the first game, but I only played a couple hours of it because it just like at the time there were so many other better platformers out there, and you know, like Jack and Daxter and Ratchet and Clank and Mario Sunshine, and there was just better platformers out there. It was a cool idea that just wasn't they didn't hit the mark. Whereas this one, they really took that Microsoft money and just polished the crap out of it. And I was talking with a. Th- uh, some friends last night. I, I think it's better than Mario Odyssey. To be honest mm-hmm. with you, okay. I didn't. I mean, I'm not. I'm not the biggest 3D Mario guy. I think I've been pretty open about that for a long time. But like, this game does some really unique stuff, especially because like the powers you get really give you. Uh, it really has an inventive way of creating better platforming mechanics, like the telekinesis or um, you know, you get like a, a hang glider or a grappling hook or, you know, just all these different powers that help you traverse the world. And it's really, it's really unique and fun. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. I highly recommend it. It's on game pass. It's on PS4. So, uh, the first one's on game pass too, if you really want to dive into that, but, 
so I finished that and I downloaded this uh, <coughs> this demo on Switch. This game is coming out sometime next week. Um, if you liked, I, I don't know if you guys uh, played CrossCode or not, but this game is it's called Unsighted. Uh, it's a it's a action RPG. It's a kind of it's more Zelda esque than CrossCode was. CrossCode was more of a really big action RPG, where this is just kind of like more of a Zelda esque game. As far as I can tell, it's just a demo though, so like I don't know if the mechanics open up or whatever. But uh, it's got a really cool art style, really just polished gameplay. It's really fun. Uh, I've played about a half hour of it. It's it's really cool. I really recommend it. It's there's a demo and and this it's coming to Game Pass also. So if you don't want to buy it on Switch, you can play it on Game Pass. Uh, so that's all. That's all I've been playing. Uh, but three well two highly recommended games and one game for me i guess because nobody cares about destiny the way i do it's fine <laughs> so. i did uh i did beat the plague's tale uh, also this this week oh yeah good ah. game i don't know if you guys played that at all but i know david lasby was playing it um last time i checked he was only halfway through but i finally finished it and um i can't wait for the sequel fun yeah that's on game pass too okay thought about thought about downloading it i've thought about playing it a hundred times but it's maybe. it's worth playing it's it's fun is it a long game you know um it's less i think it's less than like 15 hours okay it's okay. probably less than that actually some of the if there's 16 chapters some of the most chapters about 35 to 45 minutes Oh. A chapter, but some of them are like five to fifteen minutes. Oh, okay, so. cool. Maybe I'll check yeah. it out. So, all right. So, if you listen to last week's show, you guys know that we start to split the show into topics. Everybody brings a topic. We discuss the topic for a little bit, and then we uh, move on to the next topic. I'm gonna go first because Ron's delay of the show gave me a really good idea for a topic. Okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks, Leron, for my time. You're welcome. You're 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 welcome. Hey, I'm I'm here as a contributor of Boss Rush. I'm here to help. It's fair. Mm. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for your help. Uh, you're fired. So it is the 25th anniversary of the Nintendo 64. I'm really glad somebody brought that to my attention because now I feel very old. <laughs> So again, just being a contributor. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Thanks. I got this console when I was. Let's see. How old am I now? 30. I'll be 35. <laughs> I got this console when I was 10. Got Mario 64 with it. Tell, I've told this story a lot, but my grandma got me a Nintendo 64 for Christmas when I, I asked for one and my parents didn't get me one. And my grandma came over and, she had me pull a bag out of her trunk of her car, and it was a Nintendo 64. It was really exciting. And, 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 I'm, and I can just imagine little Corey losing his effing mind. Oh, my gosh. I opened it right away. And then I was upset when they wouldn't let me go upstairs and play it because I had to spend, <laughs> spend time with family. <laughs> oh, family's overrated. Wow. I had to make a hard choice. Um, so... 
we had the you know we had the NES and the SNES, and we only had you know I think we had a TV in the family room, TV in the living room, and my parents said if you wanted N64, you got to sell your NES or your oh, SNES. Oh, no. that that's hard. That's so, hardcore. I sold my NES to my cousins. Fifty games. Two, oh. two to three controllers, uh, the light gun, the super scope, the running pad for 50 bucks. Oh, no. That's painful. All those games Ouch. cost about 30 to 50 bucks now, and I, it, it pains me. That hurts uh, my soul. It, it yeah. does. But uh, I got to play Ocarina of Time, my favorite game, so I I can't be too mad, I guess. Oh, you're one of those people. Still salty. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I mean, that's how most people had to do it, though, right? Like, not everybody is fortunate yeah. enough to just like get the new system and put the old one on the shelf, right? Like, the, mm-hmm. I remember trading in games for stuff. I I never got rid of my consoles, right? Like, because I always was, I always thought, don't get rid of the hardware. You can always buy the game back, even if it's you know ridiculous amount of money. But the 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 hardware is I actually just replaced the pins in my NES about five years ago and it works like brand new. It's like a brand new NES. It's awesome. Right. It's so good. Don't have to blow in the cartridges. Don't have to slam it down because the track is off. No blue screen. It's nice. <laughs> so, but anyways, we're here to talk about Nintendo 64. So what I'm going to do, it's a hit or miss. Thanks, Laurent. Hit or miss. I want everybody's opinion. I'm going to name off 10 Nintendo 64 games. And I want a hit or a miss. So, i got to bring up my list of games here. And uh, we're just going to go through them. Now, some of them may be popular. Some of them may be obscure. But everyone's going to have a good time. All right. Here we go. First game. First game. Diddy Kong Racing. Hit. Laurent's got this weird smirk on his face. I don't. I I'm going to say hit because my boyfriend will kill me if I say anything else. (laughs) Thank you. I'm starting to feel super alone. I'm like, am I the only one that likes? I love Diddy Kong Racing. Diddy Kong Racing is better than Mario's Kart 64. I will agree. I will agree with you on that one. I I 100% agree with you on that one. (laughs) What about you, Shane? I'm I'm gonna say hit. Um, I'm I'm probably 60 40 there. I'll do. I'm not. No, 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 hold on, hold on. Don't, don't, don't. Devil's advocate it like, like, like Corey tried to do on my segment. Uh, I didn't devil's advocate. I didn't play two of the games. I can't judge games (laughs) I haven't played. That's what the internet does. I can I can judge games that I haven't played because because I'm an adult and I can make informed decisions. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh all right, our next game here. Wave race sixty four. Miss for me. I uh, I'm not a racer. I, I I am also gonna say miss. Oh. Like, you know, it was a it was a decent launch title, but it's it's a miss. Oh. Okay, so 
I'll say hit. You know, it was yes. my first N64 game. And as much as in the grand scheme of things, I guess it wasn't like the best thing ever. But if you think about like in terms of racing games, it kind of had a unique premise. I can't think of any other kind of jet ski racing game that was pretty cool. And I played the hell out of that game. Yeah, but that water too. <laughs> you never saw any water like that before. Well, that, yeah, that was the first time I was like, whoa. <laughs> well, yeah, that was, the first, that was the first time anyone yeah. saw water effects like that, you know? Yeah. And, and, and shoot, like... <laughs> I will say PlayStation floundered with its water effects. Oh, yeah, we play in Tomb Raider. It's just like this, like weird, like white. It was like bubbly it was like, filter it, it is, over a flat surface, and you go underwater, yeah, and, and it's just and you're just swimming like, in the air. You're flying. Yeah, they did some like weird <laughs> parallaxing thing to make it seem like it was water moving around. Yeah, you, but nah. Don't don't get me wrong. I enjoy a good PS One classic, but man, those textures are. They blend together, not so nicely. Mm. Yeah, but like with Wave Race, I can rem- I can just hear the announcer's voice in my head, and mm-hmm. you know those stupid buoys have to follow the directions in, and you could like <laughs> do tricks. Yeah. On the jet skis, even though it's very basic, I like as a kid, I was super excited just to do a handstand. I'm like, oh look at me, mom. And she's like, <laughs> shut that game off and go to dinner. Yeah. Uh, we got we got pod racing. That's what our first game was. Ooh. So the- God and God, so I had I had Star Wars uh, racer. I had the pod racing game for Dreamcast, and then my okay. I went over to my friend's house and he had it for N sixty four. I was like, "How do you even play this game? It runs at like under twenty frames a second. You can't see more than like three inches in front of you." We were like exploding every five seconds because we were running into so many walls and stuff. <laughs> I was like, How are you playing this game? I don't understand. Gosh, the Dreamcast. Rip Dreamcast. Mm. Mm. Uh, the Legend of Zelda. Majora's Mask. Miss. Oh. Miss. I still haven't played it, so... Um, mm. From what I've played... Uh, I'm not doing a service for another Zelda uh, podcast. But, yeah, uh, no. I gosh. First, first you've never played. Right first, well, you've I, I beat it. You've never played Majora's Mask. Lasby says Age of Calamity is a top five Zelda game. Hmm. I'm starting to question another Zelda podcast and Zelda Dungeon. Okay. Oh, I hate. Um, I hate to make it worse, but I'm gonna say miss for me too. Oh, I, you guys all hurt my heart here. Okay. 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 So, so Corey, I'm gonna tell you right now. If you dra- if you drag out Ocarina of Time, that's also gonna be a miss for me because, like, I did not have, I did not have a, I did not have the best impression of any of the N64 terms of uh, Legend of Zelda. I did Dude, not. I did. Like, I don't. I think. As, I think Ocarina of Time is like a mid tier Zelda game. As as a matter of fact, ah. as a matter of fact, I'm gonna pull out old dad joke and be like, you know, like Nintendo Nintendo 64 Zelda, like that. That was like the weakest link. Hmm. No. I so Majora's Mask was the first Zelda game I ever beat. It hurts, but I'll, I'll keep them. So it has a special place in my heart. But also, Ocarina of Time and I have a complicated relationship because. I had so the only Zelda game up to that point I had played was Link's Awakening, and like I didn't know what the point of Zelda was because I was stupid. I was stupid, like five, six, seven year old, and then you know like Pokemon started coming out, and 
Mario and Ninja Turtles. And like, I was just like, okay, Ninja Turtles. I'm going to play Ninja Turtles because it's cooler. Uh, so, like, when Ocarina of Time came out, I thought, like, oh, man, this is really cool. I didn't know this was what Zelda was supposed to be. And then I... I like I read Nintendo Power, but I was never reading about Zelda because I wasn't interested in Zelda, right? And somehow I came into a copy of Ocarina of Time, and so I played it and I really liked it. But I didn't know you could go back in time. Oh, so I got know? I got okay. to the Shadow Temple. Interesting. And I couldn't figure out how to get into the shadow temple because you're supposed to go back in time and do the first part as a kid. And I didn't know that. And I got really frustrated. It actually took me like two years to beat Ocarina of Time because I didn't know that I, I ended up, so I ended up buying Majora's mask, the Ocarina of Time strategy guide and the Majora's mask strategy guide all at the same time. (laughs) And so I played Majora's mask first Cause I was like, Oh, this is new. I'm playing Majora's mask. Cause it's new and it's gold and it's got a hologram on the cover. And, uh, and, and Link I, can do parkour. Yeah. And he turns into a little fish boy and a little tree person. And, <laughs> uh, and I loved it. I was like, man, the mask mechanic is so cool. The time thing is awesome, which is hilarious because I hate roguelikes. So every time the time goes back, it's like, uh, you got to start over. And I hate that. I hate that. I wonder if I would like Majora's Mask now if I played it. But back then, I liked it. Slippery slip, my friend. Anyways, back to my Ocarina of Time story. So after I beat Majora's Mask, I went back and played Ocarina of Time from the point of... (laughs) I didn't start over. I just continued the game I started two years prior and uh, went back. And turns out, when you're at the Shadow Temple, you're like almost done with the game because there's only one dungeon after that and i was like oh well i feel stupid Uh, that was my ocarina time story so majora's mask is a hit for me shut up ed i can i can feel ed's fingers typing me right now oh majora's mask is side quest expansion pack (laughs) eat your snacks and shut up uh i'm just kidding ed i love you you know we have to poke fun of you at least once a show uh, all right. The next game, Paper Mario. Hit. Hit. That was quick for Leron. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Say hit. I need. I need explanation, Leron. Why was that so quick for you? You know what? That game. That game was magical for me when I played it. It was. Um. It was. It, it filled the void that I. It filled the void that was left behind from Super Mario RPG and the seven and the seven. What was it? Seven stars. Legend of the Seven Stars. Thank you, thank you. You're it kind of filled it kind of filled that gap for me. Um, it was it was a it was a game it was a game that I didn't know I needed until it actually came out. Just like the Super Mario RPG was a game that I didn't know I needed until it came out. And the cool thing the cool thing about the cool thing about Paper Mario is Paper Mario is the reason why we got games we got Mario and Luigi those, those games mm-hmm. like and so yeah it's got a special place for me. Like, I love it. Like, it, it was fun. And, like, just some of the zaniness, you know. Unfortunately, you know, Paper Mario is kind of, like, it's got it, it's it, it's become notorious in this day and age now. But, you know, like, back then, Mario, Paper Mario on 64 was amazing, and I enjoyed it. 
I think, I mean, I think people really like the first one and the second one, right? The GameCube one, I think, is what yes. the one that people hold the highest regard, right? Uh, uh-huh. But I think it's because they kind of strayed away from the RPG mechanics a little bit because of Mario mm. and Luigi, why people don't really yeah. care for Paper Mario anymore. Yeah. Uh, although, I hear some people on Boss Rush like the Origami King. Hmm. You, just, you, just trying to, you just trying to invoke, like... <laughs> I'm just, calamity, I'm just waiting. I'm just um, I'm just waiting for Ed and Block to pop in here and just like start. The only thing I didn't like was actually trying. You you fight enemies and you don't get anything for it. Like you got coins, but what's the point? You just avoid them all. Um, so that was a turnoff for me. But other than that, the story was good. It looked great. Um, but you know, I sticker star like. I played that one. I'm like, this is awful, and that's the only one in my yeah. life. <laughs> Actually, I've I've heard a lot of people say it got sour with Sticker Star. Yeah, yeah. What was the what was the mashup one they did with Mario and Luigi? The Paper Jam. Uh, paper Jam. Yeah, what Paper Jam. Okay? I, I I I skipped that one, so I can't tell you anything about it. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I don't think I've ever played Paper Mario, to be honest. Well, you can when you get that uh, classics thing coming out. You can. Mm-hmm. You're right. I'm gonna buy my fifty dollar wireless Nintendo sixty four controller. Jeez, it's so expensive. <laughs> Why right? is that thing fifty dollars? Nintendo Nintendo just does the best at making sure they have the most expensive controllers on the market these days. I think <laughs> I think the worst offense is that the Genesis controller is fifty dollars also, and it's not even the six button controller for fighting games. So. I remember, I remember when a brand new Genesis controller was thirty bucks, and that was brand that was brand new in the heyday of the Sega Genesis. It's fair, yeah. Uh, all right, so that is a hit. Seems like for people, so we're gonna we're gonna move on to this next game here. One of my absolute favorites. Uh, uh here we go. Cruising USA. Oh god! Oh no! Mm. See, this is a it, it, it hit. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say hit as well. Hit. Come on, you know you can drive a school bus and just run yeah. over people. That's why. Honestly, that is why. <laughs> Even though it's just the JPEG of a back end of a school bus, <laughs> and you never really see the front of it. <laughs> It has this really detailed 3D model in the garage, and then when you go to race, you're just staring at this JPEG yeah. that's going. <laughs> well, back then, you didn't know any better. It was like, oh, I know, man, look but... what I'm doing. I'm driving uh, yeah, a cool bus. For real. Mario Kart was the same way, though. Like Those were just like flat JPEGs, and when you turned, yeah. it was just like, oh, we're just going to do the Donkey Kong Country thing and add a different JPEG <laughs> while you're turning. It just leans a little bit. <laughs> Oh man, N64 did not age well. Uh, no. Mm-mm. Bomberman 64. I'm going to say miss on this one. Ooh. <sighs> miss for me. Ooh. Don't let me down, I Stephanie. Feel like I, know I'm, I know I'm saying a hit a lot, but, you know, I and I have not played Bomberman, but I've watched my cousin play it, and I kind of got his thoughts and feelings back in the day. I And if I had played it, I think I would have considered it a hit. Thank you. Bomberman 64 was the was the 
third or fourth N64 game I got, I think, behind Mario 64, Pilot Wings, and Wayne Gretzky's 3D Hockey. <laughs> I like that game. That was a good game. I don't know why I had it. I had zero interest in hockey whatsoever, but it was so fun. It was fun to box. <laughs> God, it was so cool. It was basically rock'em, sock'em robots on ice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, next game, we're going to go Mario Party. <sighs> all right. For the, right, for the N64, that's a hit for me. Yes. Yes. Except three, I might have said yes. So. Uh, well, I'm kind of like generalizing Mario Party, like one, two, and yeah. three. God, Mario, I cannot, I cannot, am I the only one that's really excited for Mario Party Superstars? Well, let's, let's put it this way. I I have four brothers and a sister, and for my birthday, they all pitched in to buy Mario Party 3 for me, mm. and I did not like Mario Party or Mario Party 2, so I wasn't, I wasn't too happy about it because they wanted it. Yeah. So we all ended up playing it, and it actually was pretty fun. So that's the only Mario Party I actually like. Oh. <laughs> well, here's here's the thing. I liked Mario Party 64. I was younger. I had friends because you know, and we would play and have a blast. And I love the the mini games and the boards there. And I did buy the the latest um, Mario Party. Is it nine? I keep forgetting like what number we're at. Um, I think the latest one is just I, Super Mario just Party. Super Mario. The Switch yeah. one, yeah. yeah. So, and I'm just going to tell, tell you right now, as an adult and a parent, I just have no friends. <laughs> so it's like, I would be more excited for superstars if I had like, a, you know, people friends. to play with. Yeah, I feel like I golf and... that, when, when we played online that one night, when we streamed yeah. it, that was the most fun I've had with Mario Party in like 20 years. <laughs> I love that shit. The last time I actually I like really played it was... My friends all had it on the DS, mm. and they all came over to my house. This was in college, and we all were in different rooms playing Mario Party on our DSs. We weren't even conversing. We were just playing Mario Party. <laughs> wow. Then we went to the bar and played it. I tried my best to like Mario Party for DS, but just, I, I don't know. Like I, Mario Party... Mario Party has never been a fun time for me. As a matter of, as a matter of fact, the easiest way to piss me off is to like get me to play one game of Mario Party, mm. <laughs> and that will piss me off. The only exception is the one on the Switch. I have a blast playing that one. I don't know why oh. the Switch version is so different in experience for me than it was for the on the GameCube and oh. the and the Wii. Because it's fun. <laughs> Anything after the GameCube versions are fun are not fun. <laughs> I, I, I say this I say this all the time to my gamer friends. I was like I was like number one way to ruin friendships with me is to start playing Mario Kart or Mario Party. Mm. Mm. Well, Mario Party is a hit for me. Next I game. Know, I, I know another I know another miss is coming for me. I just want to know which well, I just want to know where it's laying and wait at. <laughs> Next game we're going to hit on here is hold on where'd it go ah yes wait how many more we got left uh we have this is number eight so we got okay three more i guess two three more i can't count to ten uh turok dinosaur hunter hit hit (laughs) oh man oh man 
Uh, I'm gonna tell you right. I'm gonna tell you right now. I I was a, I was I was in the military on deployment, and it, and it, and the two N64 games that saved my life during the deployment were Turok and Killer Instinct Gold. Mm. 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 I like Killer Instinct Gold. Mm. The thing is, um, I think I was probably just too young for Turok, and and I'm sure I don't know. And I feel like just in general, it's an okay game, but. Again, I was much younger, and I this is back in the blockbuster days, and I really wanted to play Rampage. So Rampage has a dinosaur character in it. So uh, you know when, you ask, when kids ask their parents for things, and the parents just don't know any better. Yeah. Like, Dad, it's called Rampage. It has like um, it has dino- a dinosaur character, and it just looks for that on the cover. And he comes back with Turok. I'm like, I don't know what this is. An, an Indian dude with a, with a hatchet, like trying to kill a velociraptor that's jumping at him. I remember that cover well. Yeah. Did anybody play the PS3 or Xbox 360 reboot of Turok? No. <laughs> no. Man, I wanted that game to be be so good. I wanted that game to be good, but so bad, and it I just. Didn't want it. Mm. I didn't want it to sully my memories of this of the sixty of the sixty four because like the N sixty four is one of my uh, one of the weaker Nintendo systems for me and I didn't want anything to sully my memories of that because I actually had fun playing Turok for sixty four. It was it had a really cool premise though like you were like you were you were John Turok what a what an inventive name uh, but no, you, you know you know the Turok game is based off a comic book and a graphic novel series yeah I know okay uh, okay. Which is which is why it, it like that game took so long to come out because like of rights issues and stuff, uh, but like you were part of this, it it almost had like a predator type feel where you were like yeah. going to this island and you had to go search for your missing co- uh, commandos or whatever, and like you realize there's they've been attacked by this herd of dinosaurs and you go and fight dinosaurs and then you fight a T Rex with like a machine gun and you're like, oh my gosh dinosaurs use technology this is crazy and then it was real bad (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, all right two more games guys two more games pokemon snap i hate to i hate to admit that i had fun playing that game so it's a hit i hate to admit it though (laughs) it it was also it it was also a frustrating as fuck game but it (laughs) was What do you mean? I, you I didn't enjoyed. know to throw the apples at the Charmeleon to make a Charizard pop out of the volcano? I did not. No, I did not. <laughs> you And you know, you want to know what's embarrassing about that? A kid told me how to do that later on. <laughs> that makes it so embarrassing. <laughs> Is it embarrassing that I had the player's guide to Pokemon Snap? <laughs> you had the guide? Well, they had like they had images of like all the best pictures, and I'm like, I want to take the best pictures, so I wanted to. Go, I went through the whole guide and was like, how do I get this best picture? Hmm. My, my least favorite thing in a game is taking photographs. I don't know why. It just okay. it, like I like Beyond Good and Evil, but I just I did not like taking pictures. It, uh, so you didn't just, com- you didn't complete that quest in Breath of the Wild where you had to take pictures of everything. Nope. <laughs> so, uh, so Fatal Frame is also not a fun time for you either. Nope. Mm. I do not like. <laughs> I play. I, I like. I like horror games, but I, I just don't. I just don't want to take pictures for. You know, yeah. Especially, especially if no. it's a, especially if it's a survival mechanic. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. Last game. 
last game, guys, and then we'll move on to somebody else's topic. The the infamous Donkey Kong sixty four. Miss. Miss. Hit. Shane's just shaking his head. Listen, I'm not saying it holds well today because I tried playing it like a couple months ago and the camera angles were so bad I just shut the game off. But for its time, oh, I just hit my cat's tail because I was so adamant about it. For its time, (laughs) I loved it. It, That that may be true, but I I didn't play it till maybe four years ago. So, and all I played was the multiplayer. Oh, the multiplayer was cool. You know, shot my peanut gun. So yeah, it was cool. It was real dumb, actually. It was not not great. We spent we spent an hour trying to shoot each other, and finally, I just stood there and let him the other guy shoot me because I we no one was getting anywhere. So, <laughs> <laughs> I think if it comes to the you know online, I'll probably play the campaign. But all right, we're gonna we're gonna move to somebody else's topic. Thank you for playing hit or miss. Nintendo 64 edition. That segment might come Ooh. back. That's a good. That's a good segment. Like Spawn a lot of good conversation. <laughs> it's great. You know what, Shane? You're our oh, guest. God. We're gonna go your way. Um. Well, Stephanie had mentioned my Kickstarter articles, so um, I guess my question is: Have you backed anything before on any platform? If so, what was it? And um, if not, why not? Can I go first? Yes. Can I go first? All right, so here we go. Uh-oh. Here we go. I don't like this. And I feel and I feel like such a tool now. Well, I backed I backed Mighty Number no. Nine. Ouch! I did. To, I did. To be fair, the promise of that game was a new Mega Man game by the creator mm-hmm. of Mega Man when Mega Man was yep. not relevant. So. Yeah. Um, so basically, I I did the fifty dollar tier, which was, and I can't remember. I can't remember all the details. I'd have to look up the Kickstarter information, but I can't remember all the details of what the fifty dollar tier was supposed to get you. But of course, like the fifty dollar tier, fifty dollar tier did not get me. Did not give me what I what I was supposed to get in the end. Let's put it that way. Uh, let's also say the fact that you know the game itself was horribly disappointing. <laughs> horribly disappointing and i am a mega man fan i you know like i i've i played all of the mainstream mega man games so you know like the games and i even played a few of the x x series but mega man x and i do not get along like you know so like i was looking for this i was looking for this this was this was going to be a big win because this is before mega man 9 it came out so there was like there was like there was like a desert of Mega Man games, you know. Like they were still they were still making the X games, but I feel like the Mega Man X series just basically went off on some wild ass tangent, you know. Um and then of course you had Mega Man NT Warrior on the Game Boy Advance. Um and oh you had you you, you had Mega you had Mega Man the Mega Man titles on the PS1. Legends. You know. Legends, yeah, which introduced one of the best fighting game characters, Tron Bond. Oh, <laughs> but uh but beyond that, you know, like it was there was a drought. You said, and, best, um, you said best fighting game character. <laughs> that 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 bitch was broken. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Marvel vs. Capcom two, chick was broken. <laughs> but anyway, but anyway, you know, um, it was it it was it was 
it was honestly supposed to be like a love letter to Mega Man fans, you know, and it just fell so flat and everything. And the sad part is like the game didn't get fixed until like six years after people had forgotten about it. <laughs> now the game is actually playable. And if you have the PC version of it, like you can just install mods and make it even better. But, you know, beyond that, God, you know what? That was the first and only Kickstarter. Like it uh, gave me sorry. it gave me it gave me such PTSD that I did not throw money towards Shinmu 3. Mm. <laughs> uh, I've only backed one Kickstarter. Uh, it was the Shovel Knight Kickstarter. And uh, nice. I was pretty happy with how that turned out. I love Shovel Knight so much. Shovel Knight's just... It's the best. He's the best. Um, I really thought... You know, I mean, to be fair, like, Shovel Knight was, like, the game itself was just perfect in its own right. But then you got four extra campaigns uh, with the different knights. You got the multiplayer thing. You got, you know, the Amiibo stuff, which added multiplayer. Like, Shovel Knight is just one... It's such a ridiculously awesome package, uh, except for the Plague Knight campaign. We don't talk about that. But everything else was amazing. Um, I thought the Spectre Knight DLC is probably as close of a perfect platformer as you can get, I think. That Spectre Knight DLC is just... Man, it's... The story was great. The, The movement with the, you know, being able to swing on stuff and grind down rails, and it really added a level of uh, mobility to shovel the shovel knight gameplay it was just man shovel knight's a great package if you have not yeah. bought and purchased shovel knight what are you doing with your life pause the show go buy it that's all i gotta say <laughs> nice i uh haven't backed anything on kickstarter i just don't know didn't know too much about until i started reading shane's articles and it really kind of makes me want to look into it but i want to make sure you know because i'm i'm kind of afraid about my own impulses like that's what i'm worried about i feel like i'm gonna go in there and be like i'm gonna back this i'm gonna back that and i'm gonna you know i just i have a little you know i have a hard time with control for myself and I, i'm very self-aware so um but you know like i said i was just getting inspired um for example, one thing I learned when I was a listener of another Zelda podcast is that there was a cookbook. And Shane, I know you're familiar with that. I don't know if you guys are, Corey and Laurent, but there's a legend, unofficial Legend of Zelda cookbook, and it was a Kickstarter uh, project. And when I learned it, I'm like, oh, that's cool. so cool. If I could discover stuff like that, I'd be happy to support it and be a part of that journey. So that's really all I, you know, I kind of have to say. But you know, since we're rounding out and bring it back to Shane, maybe you can share with us like maybe some tips for me about how to scope out it's, some cool projects to me it's it's a, it's a lot like stocks it, you you're investing in it and sometimes you get burned like or lower on or sometimes yeah uh, you do excellent like Corey here or shell like like i don't know if you read all my articles but the second one is kind of some of the the mishaps or the the crap that has happened to me on there especially that um, kumo and a boy in the clouds um, I felt I, I felt I felt so bad for you. Like we like uh, like for, uh, since you since you started writing it, like we've spotlighted it every week on on Crossroads. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that see, I I didn't even know that I was I was fully aware that I was being kind of like screwed over basically, and until I I saw that YouTube video from that guy, and then when I 
had the opportunity to start writing this, I'm like, okay, I gotta, I gotta write something about this because, um, it, it just, if you don't know the premise, the, apparently the guy, um, acquired the assets of the trees from the rhyme game from tequila works and put it in his game. And someone said, Hey, uh, it kind of looks like those uh, trees from, from rhyme, not, not like calling them out or anything, but then he kind of went off on a rant and got kind of mad, throwing a shade back to tequila works. And then that's when it kind of went downhill for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, just the promises that were given and, uh, then promises of returning our money back never happened. I haven't heard from him in the Kickstarter campaign for over a year now. Um, never saw money back in my, my on my card. Uh, so I, I backed it at the $70 tier for my first physical Kickstarter Switch game with physical soundtrack. Um, you know, I, I there was a lot promised, but I didn't get any of that. So really, really hurt. Um, but uh, in the long run, I've I've backed 28 games. I've backed 40 projects. Uh, two two of them have been pulled because of uh, most likely Nintendo. Um, but mm. uh, just that one was the one that got canceled. Um, other than that, I've only gotten four out of my 28 games that I've backed. Oh, they aren't, they aren't finished yet. So oh, they aren't finished. I was about to say, wait, so, hold on. <laughs> and I. I Played two. My first one I backed was Summer and Mara. It was all right, a decent game. It wasn't the, the greatest, but um, and then I've got three other games. Um, I I backed Beasts of Maravilla Island. It was that's a photography game. Um, Wait, what? Yeah. Excuse yeah. me. I I, I like because it, it looked cool, and then I'm like, well, there's a lot of photos in here, and it was it ran real slow it wasn't the greatest either but um i've got two sitting on my dock i got uh black book um that got good reviews um and i've got sort of the necromancer that i actually got the digital copy back in january but i gave it away because i'm supposed to get the physical copy this month so mm-hmm. uh, physical copy with the soundtrack is supposed to be coming so um but yeah I, all the other games are either um one was canceled the rest are still you know being made like uh some of the highlight ones are like sea of stars um and uh i think the other one is that aodin chronicle 100 heroes is another one i backed uh that one i've got a physical copy coming so that'll be exciting when that comes out so nice but yeah um i i say just pick something that you're comfortable with uh for a tier level something that you're interested in um and just just back it and see what happens you know like it's a gamble for the most part i haven't been screwed over many times um but the more you do it uh, the better you are at picking out what's uh going to be you know crappy versus what's probably going to shine and um you know, going to school for, for video games, I want to support people who do this because it is very hard. And uh, I I love what indie people, companies do. So why not support that and uh, help them reach their dreams? So I think that's so awesome. Basically, Shane's have, saying he's going to make a Boss Rush RPG for us one day. Hey, maybe, who knows? I have, yeah. a question. I, I, I have a question for you. Well, two questions, actually. 
What's the lowest amount you contributed to a Kickstarter, and what's the highest amount? Or if you are embarrassed by either one of those questions, you can choose to plead the fifth on either no. one, on either of them. Um, I think I spent or or whatever or what or you can refuse to answer whatever question might get you in trouble with your wife. <laughs> uh, I think uh, lowest is about ten or twelve bucks for a game, just for mm-hmm. digital copy. Mm-hmm. Um, and the highest so far, I think, is a game called Ele- Element Elementalis. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be a Zelda-like game. I backed the one with the um, with the physical copy for Switch, and it's probably about eighty nine dollars I backed it for. So okay, so that one that one I think closed probably a few months ago. Um, a lot of them that I've backed are probably within the last two, two and a half years. So they're getting close to uh, coming coming out. So uh, it's just nice to get a monthly update from them and see where they're at, see what they're doing. So nothing, nothing too crazy. You know, okay. I've got a few other things like uh, puzzles and, and uh, I've done plant Um like little picos they're called and you put your herbs in there and grow them um i've done uh, my wife did a cotton swab which is like a forever swab which is like rubber mm-hmm. for uh, replacing cotton swabs basically so yeah, they're all right um they work uh, when i don't have any so <laughs> um but i don't know i i just suggest just trying one and see where you you know, you go from there. I started off with a CD, a music CD, um, Master Sword, Heavy Metal Zelda. So, yeah, you got to try Wow. Yeah. I've backed two of their campaigns now, so I got some decent, some decent merch for that. Cool. Yeah, cool. Uh, Stephanie, what's your topic? Hmm. So... As I mentioned before, I finally unboxed my Xbox Series X last Thursday or Friday, and I freaked out. And in my in my little video clip that I made, I I said I was pretty much just as excited as the day that I was gifted my N sixty four. And for the audience, I never owned an Xbox in my life, so this is my very first Xbox system. Um. So I just wanted to ask, like, did you guys have your favorite system that you've bought for yourself? Um, and what was your experience, with, like, with that? Especially, like, more directed to Shane. Like, maybe you could chat a little bit again about, and, and I know your article's coming out, but just a little preview about your week with PS5 and just the emotions and thrills that go along with getting a new console, especially one that you've never owned previous generations of well for the ps5 i think what it was it's kind of uh for this system and for this this generation of systems um with the pandemic with how things are being sold they don't really have them in store uh you can't you can't try it out um and i i just was enamored on how the controller was going to be you know and as soon as i played uh that um, Astro's Playroom and tested out that controller, I was like, wow, they, they really upped um, their the controller from 4 and 
basically taking a lot of the stuff the Switch has and the Joy-Cons and just beefing it up. It it felt great. It feels great. I played Wreckfest last night, and you know when your car's starting to uh, get smashed up, it idles more, and you can just feel your engine on your 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 trigger to the gas that it it just you know shakes more, and uh, it's such a cool feeling. Um, and I I'm happy I I picked it up. Um, I also got the same feeling getting the Switch. Uh, that was the last you know console I actually went to GameStop. Was there at midnight? Picked it up. Got Legend of Zelda. You know, uh, that was another awesome, I guess, um, highlight to to a game that or a system that I actually picked up. Um, most of my other systems that I got were gifts. You know, PS3 was a gift. Uh, PS4 was a gift. Um, my Wii was a gift. My Wii U was a gift. Um, so, you know, uh, I think I've only purchased. Uh, I want to say the. 3DS was the first one I actually purchased myself day one for 250, and I got all those extra games. Thanks, guys. And uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I was kind of salty when you know eighty dollars came off that. And <laughs> but um, yeah, but you have yeah. all those exclusive games that you can't play anywhere else. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, I gotta yet. say I'm I'm very similar um, along along with you. Like aside from the Xbox that I just got was the Nintendo Switch. I don't know. There's just something about it. Um, previously, I would really just buy the consoles used. I kind of wait a little bit until the price drops so I can afford it. But the Switch, when I saw Breath of the Wild trailer, I'm like, I'm I'm getting it. So I, I got Breath of the Wild first because I couldn't find the console anywhere. Then I had to go to work. So I made my ex at the time. I didn't make him. He was kind enough to volunteer to drive around to several stores until he saw a physical Amazon store at a mall and, and got and got the switch that day. And I was like <laughs> celebrating it in my cubicle. <laughs> I uh, I took the day off work to go get my switch. I was like, I'm, I'm calling off. I'm going to play this thing. I actually took like four vacation days to play Zelda. <laughs> uh, Perfect. Yeah, it was it was cool. Like I I I mean, everybody knows how disappointing the Wii U was in terms of sales and whatever. Like t- personally, I think the Wii U has the best library of any Nintendo system. It, as of it's know. clean. It, it uh, the filing system is nice. I I am surprised Switch has not done any of that. I know. It bothers me, but uh, I took the I took the day off. I played a lot of I played a lot of Zelda. I played one two Switch. We took we took the the Switch over to uh, my sister in law's and brother in law's house for uh, what's that holiday? New Year's. <laughs> Jesus, oh, uh, <laughs> New Year's, and uh, we played one two Switch, and it was like, man, this game is really stupid. But yeah. <laughs> but they don't. Nobody plays games except for me, and you could totally see that One Two Switch was the game made for these people that don't play games. And like everybody was making fun <laughs> of One Two Switch and how stupid it looked and how dumb. Like it's not even a game. It's like you're watching something and you're doing like you know you're you're facing each other. Like it's a game for people that don't play games and. Everybody within our circles at the time was like, oh, my gosh, this game's so stupid. Why is this not the pack-in game? Whatever. But, like, that game totally worked on them to the point where, like, 
my brother-in-law bought a Switch for one two Switch and the Street Fighter re-release. What? Yeah, I feel so bad for him. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> oh, that's like, I think sometimes we're just so caught up in like trying to keep up with things, or at least you know trying to be somewhat informed on things all the time and reading news sites and doing these podcasts and stuff that like I think sometimes we lose sight of the you know quote unquote normal person who dabbles in games you know maybe buys like one or two games a year and like uh you know we always kind of make fun of the Call of Duty Madden gamer where those are the only games they buy every year and maybe they'll play one other thing that year and it's like Nintendo totally got people with one two switch and street fighter well well what, i was gonna I, say I'm, I'm gonna keep i'm gonna keep my mouth shut <laughs> i'm just gonna say the one game that stuck out to me from one two switch and i forgot how i ended up getting that game it's the one where you milk the cow mm-hmm, my nephew's and just just the motion and mm, it's 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 if you're an adult, that's a different kind of thought going through your head yeah. than milking yeah. a cow. We're just throw <laughs> it out there. I gotta I tell you I though, I don't even know, and I don't want to know. <laughs> you know, Leron. Yeah. You know the motion of milking a cow and what that simulates in human life. <laughs> you're just milking something else, okay? Uh, but my my nephews are obsessed with One Two Switch. Every time they come over, they want to play the the sword catching game. Okay. They, they want to play the. Uh, the air guitar game, like they they're like obsessed with one two switch, and my one nephew is also obsessed with Splatoon. Also, I got him because like he's at that weird age where like kid games, like he's too old for kid games, but he's not old enough to play games that are like like Fortnite or Halo or something that he like he shows interest in. But he's he's eight, right? Like he's just he's yeah. too young. Uh, so I was like. There's a, there's a shooter game you can play. It's called Splatoon. It's not like violent or anything. And he, oh my gosh, he loves it. He loves it. Loves it. Uh, so, but what's funny is like for example, <clears throat> buying something just because you played it somewhere else. Um, the only Microsoft console I own is the 360, and the reason why we got it was I went over. Me and my wife went over to my friend's house. He had just gotten Plants vs Zombies. Mm. We played about half the game while we were there, and we're like, we like this game. We can't get it anywhere else at the time, and uh, we went out and bought a, a 360, the uh, Halo Reach edition. Mm. Bought, you know, we got online and <laughs> got plans for zombies. <laughs> so uh, that's why I have a 360, and uh, I own maybe. 15 games <laughs> so man xbox 360 was that was a seminal console for me i think <clears throat> i was uh in in college when 360 came out and a couple people down the hall got one and like i was like i like my xbox but i'm a nintendo guy i'm gonna i'm gonna stick with my nintendo and like we had an original xbox in our common area where like it never shut off it was just halo 2 all the time uh but like i was like i'm gonna stick with nintendo i'm gonna sit in here while they're playing halo and i'm gonna play fucking wind waker or something else like extreme g whatever i don't i don't know what games i was playing on gamecube at the time uh but then i walked down the hall and people were like i thought they were playing halo 
and I walked in, they were playing Gears, Gears of War, the first one. And I was like, mm. I was like, what is this game? Like Gears of War was like nothing I'd ever seen before. You know, it was like, it's every generation you think you can point at like a handful of games and be like, this is, this is what defines next gen. Right. And like for that generation, it was, it was oblivion and it was gears, I think. Right. Like you point at it like, that's clearly not a, <laughs> an original Xbox or PS2 game. Uh, so I ended up the girl I was dating at the time bought me an Xbox 360 and in, in gears of four <laughs> for Christmas. Wow. And I was like, cool. And then we're not together anymore. I've never, I've never been able to dupe somebody I was dating into buying a system for, I didn't never been dupe, able to... I didn't dupe her. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm saying, I'm saying it like that. Meaning like I've never, I've never had somebody I was dating give me a video game system. I think I, I don't know. Maybe it's just the fact they know I'm a big ass fucking nerd that they know that I will probably have a, a longer love affair with that video game system than I will with them. So my, I, I, my I, wife always says, why would I buy you anything? I, by the time you tell me what you want, you probably have already bought it. And then I just can't get you anything. I'm like, it's the same thing. Like my wife bought me singularity on the PS3. Uh, I don't know how many years ago on Valentine's day. And last year I finally opened it like 10 years later. <laughs> I borrowed someone's PS3 to play it because she, I asked her, why don't you ever buy me games? And she goes, did you ever play that game I bought you? Uh, <laughs> wow. I hopped on and I played it. <laughs> and then she bought me Detective Pikachu for 3DS. And I still haven't finished that. Like, I'll wait till you finish oh. that. <laughs> wow. Man, the timeline on that one. Jeez. <laughs> it was at least eight to ten years. I, I have to admit. Damn. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I uh, but the the, I guess the first console I ever bought myself was, I think was a Wii, I think was the Wii. Like everything else was like I asked for it for Christmas or something, and like, I don't know. I've, I probably, I was probably at an age where I probably should have bought this stuff myself, but I just you know, just was like hey. I have parents and they want to know, they want to know what to get me for my birthday and Christmas. So I'll just ask for it because, you know, my birthday's in November and Christmas is in December and, you know, it's get that one, two punch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But man, I stood in line for a wee with my cousin out in the middle of, of the cold of like, it was like, I don't know what mid November when that thing came out, it was snowing it was cold and like it was two o'clock in the morning and we were the second people in line. I wore flip flops and basketball shorts cause I was like 21 years old and thought it was cool. And then of course, then I went home and we played Wii sports all night while I was reading the Zelda instruction manual to twilight princess. And then I was sick for four days. So I was about to enjoy. I was about to say, enjoy your enjoy your arthritis and pneumonia. Yeah, <laughs> it was a good night though. <laughs> we had Jimmy John's delivered to Toys R Us. I mean, th- what was it like to experience the motion controls for the very, very first time? Uh, it was 
it was weird because I had also purchased Red Steel, which is, let's be honest, not the game to test the most controls. Red Steel was the very first game I played on Wii. And I got to okay. tell you, I went in there and like that, that opening scene is like you're in a restaurant and you're kind of fighting your way out of the restaurant to the rooftop or whatever to save your, I don't even remember the rest of that game. That's like the one part that sticks out. And I'm like, I'm like swinging my arms all around. I didn't had no <laughs> idea what, what I was I doing. And I was like running around and like, you have to use the, there's no <laughs> second stick to use the cameras. So you're like, yeah, you know, just slashing the air you to turn those, your like, character. Power Ranger type people. Yeah. I, I don't know if you remember that level. Yeah. And, and like, I'm like, oh, well, I have a gun in one hand and a sword in the other hand. So can I do one of these cool things where I hold the sword in front of me and like shoot the gun over? And it was just like your hand was like <clears throat> through your wrist. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is this game. So is... I have Red Steel 2 sitting behind me still in plastic yeah. because I'm like, I, I just. I hear Red Some Steel Red Steel Two like, is I don't good know though. If I want to go through it. I hear Red Steel Two is good though. Okay. That's the thing. <laughs> it's, I'll bust out the Wii U and toss it in and play it's, it. It's Ubisoft syndrome where the first game is a cool idea and it sucks, and then the second game is a masterpiece. So yeah, Assassin's Creed. Yeah. yeah exactly. Watch Dogs Two. Mm-hmm. So. Anybody else have right, any cool Laura. stories about buying consoles? Leron, you were standing in line for that NES, weren't you? No, you're old too, enough for that, too, right? I was too young. I was too young for that. No, you I was too young for that. Like the, like uh, like my the NES was a like twelve or thirteen. Like like tr- like my first video game system was the Atari six uh, twenty six hundred. Yeah, that was mine too. Um, yeah, uh, the fir- the very first video game system I bought on my own was the Sega Genesis, and I actually, and actually, I, I, I told the story when I was on Power Block a couple of weeks ago. Like, the actual first system I bought was a Sega Genesis Sega, uh, Sega CD combo, combo Ooh, pack. Ooh, that CD. Did you get Sewer Shark? Did you play that Sewer uh, Shark? Yeah, Sewer Shark. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sewer, uh, like the, like the, like the bundle, I, the, like the bundle I got, it came with it came with three games. It came with two Sega CD games. Sewer Shark was one of them. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what the other Sega CD game was. And uh, and and for some strange reason, like because I bought this at at, at a Babbage's uh, before mm-hmm. they became Software, etc. Before they became GameStop, mm-hmm. uh, they gave me they there was a pick of like ten games that you could get. And so I got Street Fighter Two Championship Edition for the mm-hmm. for the actual Sega Genesis cartridge. Good choice. Um, yeah, but the actual game that I actually spent my own money for and walked out the door with uh was sonic cd mm. like, yeah that's it. sonic cd it's not the best sonic but it does a lot of interesting things and that soundtrack is killer yeah uh actually i don't know i feel like i feel like sonic cd is my is my favorite sonic the hedgehog game not cl- not counting sonic mania yeah, but you can you can have a favorite game in it. You can see it's not the best in the series, though. Right? That, yeah, that, like, is, that is true. That is true. Because I th- I still think Sonic One is like my favorite Sonic game. But... I love I, I I can't I can't say for sure between now uh, the classic Sonic games, which one I like better, Sonic One or Sonic Two. I think Sonic I think Sonic One kind of edges out because like I don't know I wasn't really a big fan of uh of Tails. No. I, I wasn't. I, I wasn't. like. I like the color palette of Sonic One as well. Like it's yeah. a little bit darker. It's not as like in your face colorful. Like Tails is stupid. Like, yeah. I don't know. 
And then Sonic Three was just like you know, even for a sidekick character, he wasn't he he was never that good. I'm not sure what they were thinking about him. You know, he's just someone that follows you around. You yeah. know, like he doesn't he doesn't have a purpose. He doesn't have a use. As a matter of fact, he gets he gets hurt more than you do. Yeah. And he's mimicking everything you do. It's like it's like, dude, like all you had to do was like follow my direction. How are you getting killed every every five seconds? You got a stage five <laughs> clinger here in Tails, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but the first system. The first system that I actually, the first system that I purchased with my own money that I actually like, that I actually like got absolute enjoyment off of was the PS2. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because I mean, um, I was on I was on deployment and I got my mom to buy a PlayStation One for me, so that kind of knocks out of running. And the PlayStation One, I have like fond memories of that one. The mm-hmm. PS2, like, ah, it was. It was just something about the PS2 era for me. Like, there's there were so many great games and stuff. You know, like that was back in RPGs. In my opinion, were still pretty good. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like especially JRPGs and stuff like that. It was still that time. But also, like, you know, like like console technology was starting to catch up to like to like to like arcade technology. Mm-hmm. You know, so like fighting games played a hell of a lot better than they ever did on any of the previous consoles. Um, you know. There were still some wonky things that were going on. Like they, they were just trying to make all those sim ge- sim games like a thing on console, and we all know like those games only play the best on PC and stuff like that. But it was the PS2. I gotta say, like uh, the PS2, like I can't remember. I can't remember how many games like, I've either I either owned, played, or just came into my possession. I bet I that, had at least a hundred games for like that and that whole generation, like Xbox, GameCube playstation 2 like i probably had at least like 100 games for that generation yeah. that whole generation was just such a good generation mm-hmm. and and man like like when they finally when they finally shrunk down the game cases from like the big ass freaking library books to like the, the actual cd cases i was so happy mm-hmm. it, it was just it was just way too easy to store all that stuff at that point yeah. <laughs> i remember i remember when i got my ps2 and i was like i was plugging it in stuff and like i got I got my PS2, and then I got, I got, I got Madden. I think Madden 2001 was the Madden that year, and then, and then I got the Bouncer and the Matrix, like the DVD. The Matrix was my first DVD, and I was like, yeah. I think that I think that was everybody's first DVD if they had a PS2. I yeah. think that was everybody's first God. DVD. I wa- by the way, I watched the Matrix last week. Movie holds up. It, yeah, it does. That, that first movie is just. It's it is almost a perfect movie. Mm-hmm. It is so good. This the second two are just it's it's fun. they're they're okay, but I'm trying so to I'm I, trying I to my save it. I was gonna say I got my PS2 three months before someone gifted me a PS3. Oh wait, so I never really got to play PS2 all that much. Oh wow, I just I just realized something. I sound I, I sounded super derpy just now because I was getting PS1 games confused with PS2 games because PS2 had those plastic had the plastic cases, whereas PS1 games started off with those big ass fucking cases that got slimmed down to the CD cases. I'm sorry, I did I, I'm not as stupid as I sound. I I I remember these games because I own these systems. As a matter of fact, I still have I still have every PlayStation system I owned, you know. <laughs> Including the handhelds. <laughs> mm. Rip Vita. PSP though. PSP had some great PSP. games, by the way. Hey, 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 hey! Do not, do not talk any crap about this thing. Don't, mm. don't, don't. To be fair, I liked my Vita until I played Borderlands Two on it, and it 
bricked my console. Oh, 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 you have a you have a you have a distasteful memory. I, I understand that. I, I get it. I, I like yeah, the Vita. Usually... Dude, it has the best it has the two best Final Fantasy games on it in Final Fantasy Nine and Ten. <laughs> and uh you can play some PSP games wait, on was, it. Wait, was wait, oh oh Uncharted, wait because you, you Gravity played Rush. You played the PS one classics on it. I got it. I was like, wait, they they didn't port those like <laughs> Final, F- Final Fantasy X is natively on Vita. Oh wait, I, I was thinking of nine. I know ten. Ten was a ten was technically a port. Yeah, ten. But... Yeah, ten and two two. Yeah. Excuse me. It was ten and ten two HD remastered for Vita. Okay. I, I yeah. Which I have also purchased on Xbox and Switch. I have yeah, I have cause... I have it on Switch as well. Like I I, I feel like I ha- I feel like I've had this terrible love affair of Final Fantasy ten and ten two. Because I bought it on PlayStation Two, I bought it on PS Vita, and I have it on Switch now. And I, I, guarantee, I, I love I guarantee, Final Fantasy Ten so much. <laughs> I, I I didn't like Ten that much, but Ten Two kind of. Re- Actually, the reason why I didn't like Ten is because, like, it, for for the most part, I felt like I felt like a lot of the the, the hero characters were just it's just bland, you know, like like uh And as a person that hate as a person that hated Final bland. Fantasy Eight. Yeah. Orin is cool. Orin is the coolest character in in like he's the coolest hero in Final Fantasy. Orin, yeah, yeah, that's true. That is true. I I'm not I'm I I I am not arguing against that. But I mean, you know, like his uh, arm like, in like, the sleeve, like, and like, then when he whips out his giant sword, he's like, "Wow, my arm is useful." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't just yeah, a glorified I mean, sling. I mean, I mean, shoot, like Titus was mm, whatever. You know, Yuna. We're not going to talk about her because. Because up until because up until that point, like no character is more useless than Renoa from Final Fantasy VIII, and then Yuna comes no, along. No, you're not using she... Yuna right. You send Yuna through the Black Mage Sphere Grid; she's more powerful than Lulu. I never thought to do that. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, hmm. now it's time. Now it's time to dust off the switch. And start Dude, I'm I telling never, you, man. If I you, never thought of, I never thought about that. You, and, oh, and Lulu was a beast. Yeah, you no, <laughs> yeah. seriously. If you send if you send Yuna through the Black uh, Mage Sphere Grid, she like doubles the damage output that Lulu did. I never, I never thought about that. I beat, I, I beat the final boss in Final Fantasy X with Yuna as a Black Mage in like probably like six or seven rounds because of how much damage now, she does. Wow. Now. Now, when Final Fantasy X 2 came out, though, I was like, I, I guess, I guess Square was listening to like every complaint everybody had about Yuna because all of a sudden she was like a fucking beast. <laughs> I don't think I don't think that's the reason that... why most teenage boys bought Final Fantasy X 2. <laughs> gonna throw that out there. <laughs> well, I wasn't a teenager when, when that game came out. <laughs> I mean, you know, Riku looking like Christina Aguilera, you know. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Hey, you know, what? I think I think that's I think that's what Corey was getting at there. I mean, <laughs> when did when did that game come out? Like two thousand two? Yeah, three and two. Pain Pain was the prototype for mm. Ruby Rose. Yeah, I was I was thirteen, I think, when that game came out. So fourteen, fifteen. Uh-huh. I don't know how old I was. I don't know. Final yeah. Fantasy Ten was a great game. Great game. Yep care what anybody says that laughing scene has a lot of heart in it don't listen to the memes okay it's meant to be a fake laugh 
Jerks. <laughs> that really makes me want to go back and play 10 10 2 because that was one of my big games when I had my PS2. That and I, I love Jack and Daxter. <sighs> so I gotta funny. say, Corey's been, have, Corey's been having this intoxicating effect on me for a while because he, mm. he gets all windswept about some of these games and is like, I gotta go play this game now. Hear that, Internet? I, Corey's I, yeah. intoxicating. With the exception of Nintendo 64 uh, Zelda games, like it's like every time he talks about one of these games, I swarp him down. I hate it. I, I was like, oh, I gotta play this game again. Mm. <laughs> I gotta play this game again, and why do I feel like I'm gonna enjoy it this time? <laughs> what are you What are you doing to us, Corey? I don't know. What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that, that's great. But to round it out, you know, I I, I love hearing these stories, and I, that's kind of why I brought up um, after I got the Series X because I think for me, what made it the most exciting is. I feel like I've now become a, a true gamer, so to speak. I've always played video games since N64, but I've been primarily Nintendo with Sony as my secondary, right? And I guess that, you know, that's fine. But I feel like even though I everybody has their biases and I'm like a little, for example, a little bit more Nintendo biased, but I think it's important so long as you financially are able to do so is to really expand and experience as much as you can. Because I feel like Xbox... Um, the console and their specific titles have what they have to offer and PlayStation has their own specialties and Nintendo has their own set. So like, I'm just excited that I now can have that Microsoft experience. So, well, the thing too, with the, the Xbox experience too, is like game pass is so cheap that you can just like try out everything. You don't have to like, I mean, no offense to like Nintendo or, or my, or Sony, but like, if you want to try something, you have to, pony up the 60 or 70 dollars and that game comes out or wait for a sale whereas xbox everything it everything they put out plus like a bunch of cool indies like that's what i that's what i did with indies for a while was like i would download it on game pass play about two or three hours of it and if i really liked it i would be like i'm gonna i'm gonna buy this game on switch because that's how i'm gonna support the developer you know like uh and then if i really like a game that microsoft puts out like I know Halo's coming to Game Pass, but I will probably just straight up buy Halo because, you know, it's Halo and I like Halo a lot. Uh, but if if I play the campaign and I don't like it, I don't feel like if I decide not to buy it, I wouldn't have been out $70, you know? It'll be the cost of whatever Game Pass is that month, you know? And plus there's... I think the other day I counted on Game Pass on the Xbox version of game pass alone there's over 400 games on game pass right now which is insane for 15 dollars a month absolutely so uh all right we can squeeze in laron's topic what's your what's your topic laron um you know look at him look surprised oh me oh me Actually, I actually honestly thought we were going to run out of time on the segment, so I was actually resigned to go ahead and say, you know, my topic won't, you know, my topic won't get hit, and, and it wasn't like, and it's not one that was like, oh, boohoo, like, woe is me, like, thing. like we, we, we're, we're having sure fun. We're talk- mm. No, 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 for real, we're having fun. We're talking about the topics and stuff like that. So you know, if like one of them gets so missed, you know, like, I- <laughs> you know what, you know, what? you know, what? okay, you want drama? I got drama. Okay, my Ooh. question. My my topic is my topic is do we feel that gamers are are tribal when it comes to their likes? Yes. 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 You <laughs> okay. can 
I mean, you can definitely even like within even within our communities, you, it, like the boss rush community, you can definitely tell like people who are, you know, quote unquote Sony ponies or Nintendo fanboys or the Xbox. Like you can definitely tell who's where, right? And like, I don't think anybody's ashamed of being that way, but like you could definitely tell. Like, I mean, we like the on Arsenal X and on Crossroads definitely pick on the Nintendo kids for like a lot of things, right? Like that's, that's just the nature of Nintendo being so popular and it's easy to pick on Nintendo or is like, it, is it, is it about, a, is it about Nintendo's popularity though? Because when I was on, when I was on pal block uh, a couple of weeks ago, like, and I, I, I turned around, I was like, even though, even though I represent like crossroads, which is a PlayStation show. And I'm also one of the, one of the main, you know, PC guys here for, 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 uh, for boss rush. I acknowledge the fact that Nintendo is the number one video game company in the world. Mm-hmm. And, and also in that, in that instance, like I'm a 40, I'm 46 years old. Like the Nintendo entertainment system was my second video game system ever, you know? And just like how we think about how, how like, you know, like, you know, like how, like, we're saying stuff like racism and, you know, homophobia and all that stuff won't, won't really die out until the people who hold on to those ideals and stuff die out. It's kind of the same thing with Nintendo. Like, a lot of people are waiting for guys like, guys like me, who, like, it was their first, maybe their second console ever, waiting for guys like me to die. So, like, Nintendo's stranglehold, <laughs> you know, on, like, on, like, the popular dark. vote, like, disappeared. Well, I'm just, wow. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, though, it, you know, it sounds dark and stuff like that. But, you know, like Austin, for example, Austin's very first system was a PlayStation. <clears throat> you know, it, it's it's mm-hmm. fascinating because like all I can all I can relate to are people whose very first system was an Atari or a ColecoVision or an Intellivision or, or, or even the NES and stuff like that. And I and like I'm starting to meet people who their very first system was a PS2. You know, their well, very first get, system was an Xbox. You're you gonna know? get into that generation where like people's first their first system was a was, was a, a tablet, <laughs> was an iPad or a yeah mobile yeah. yeah yeah. So I mean, you know, you know, my my. I feel like in the day and age where like console the console war con- concept is just, is dead at this point. You know, because it's it's Nintendo watching Microsoft and Sony have a slap fight. Like, why 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 are gamers still so tribal about this stuff? You know, because I feel like at the end of the day, like if we're all gamers, like we should be appreciating everything that's gaming. You know. Yeah. You know, you're absolutely right. People get super butthurt when um, games go cross-platform. Like, if it's originally like a Sony exclusive or Xbox, all of a sudden if it's like available on PC or whatever. People lose their freaking mind right when like horizon got announced for pc like so many people were like yeah yeah so upset and i feel like i feel like pc is like i feel like pc is like a non-starter because in all honesty pc is what kept gaming gaming relevant like i said earlier during this during the freaking you know depression the video game depression and stuff like that yeah you know um it's also a great place to play old nintendo games because nintendo refuses to put them on their consoles to purchase (laughs) hey you said it not me (laughs) but uh but you know but you know it's 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 just really wild like you know for the fact that you know like there was rumors going around that ratchet and clank uh ripped apart might show up on the pc like it's starting to look like more and more it might be a reality but when we Mm -hmm. first talked about on crossroads man i had 
I have people give I have people give that segment like neg like like dislikes and and negative and and negative remarks because it's like oh it's wow. like you know just because of the fact that something something like that you know it's like I guess they're trying to equate it to like if Mario ever comes to a, to a PC and guess what Mario had like Mario and Sonic of the Olympics has been on PC so what what why are you bitching you know <laughs> yeah I've I mean the big thing was like when Microsoft decided to put all their first party games on steam, right. was like, Oh yeah. The, oh, yeah. the people, people who came their, out, people like, lost their shit too. The people who were like, Oh no, I never have to own an Xbox. And then you have the people who are Xbox fanboys are like, why aren't you supporting my system? And it's like, they're just offering you choice. Like I, no offense to PC players, but I don't want to sit at my desk where I work and, you know, <laughs> do stuff like this to play games. I want to go in my living room on this, big dumb expensive couch that we paid for on this big <laughs> dumb expensive tv i paid for and play my xbox with my feet up and not have to worry about updating drivers or if i have the right graphics card or you know if if the okay, ssd I, 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 okay i feel no. like this is... <laughs> <laughs> but i mean you know what i'm saying is like or like i want to i want to go in there and watch netflix or disney plus while i'm sitting on the couch playing tetris on my switch or something right like I, the one the yeah. one thing i envy the one thing i envy about console gamers like if you if you're not a pc gamer the one thing i envy about console gamers why do i feel is like, like is, is we're all dumb no 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 <laughs> the one thing i common. envy about console gamers <laughs> is that is that a, a freaking update to your graphics card you know will break your game <laughs> Yeah, we'll break it. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of those things. It's like it's like, oh no, I have to uninstall. I have to uninstall the graphics driver and put the old one back on, and then I have to fix all my settings again. <laughs> you guys don't have to. Console gamers don't have to worry about that. Consoles, console gamers do have to worry about game breaking patches. Like you know, for example, I'm gonna use Cyberpunk as the example. Like like you know, they, they did a lot of hot fixes that actually fixed it, and then every so often a hot fix comes out, and it basically is like five steps backwards from what it did. <laughs> Man, that game. By the way, Cyberpunk started out so strong, and then like the the middle of that game just was just like the most generic feeling video game of all time, and then the ending was so good. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can agree with that. Where's the middle of this game? Ugh. I can only blow up so many cars and like, you know, capture so many robot cars, take them back to the 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 taxi service. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Ugh. Cyberpunk, though. I, I, I've been getting the itch to go back to that game, and I don't know why. Well, I discovered recently that, like, thanks to all the patches and stuff on the PC side, like, in the game, it's... Uh, it's kind of like... It's kind of like what happens, like, I, I'm not, I'm not going to say, like, it's kind of what, like, what people that play destiny like you know like how there's just content gone now mm-hmm. um yeah cyberpunk hasn't gotten to that level yet but i i played cyberpunk recently after i got my new graphics card like uh, this is gonna be close as i get to a 30 series graphics card like i got the i got the top of the line like 20 series graphics card and i'm like you know what i'll just wait for the 40 series to come out uh but 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 when i started playing cyberpunk and i was like man this doesn't even seem like the same game and it's not because of the what the graphics card is doing it's what all the patches and updates have done for the game mm-hmm. yeah that really sucks in destiny though because like they took out they took out three whole campaigns yeah 
I heard about that. I yeah. was like, man, I didn't even know it was I didn't know it was that serious like that, you know, like mm-hmm. and which is why who started the conversation about was it you, Stephanie, about preservation of games? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. that's the one we had last yeah. week. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It it actually it actually got me thinking, you know, because it's like, yeah, there are some games that you just cannot there's just some games you can't like play and it's like original form anymore. It's and and you think about games that, you know, like the servers have been taken down and stuff like that. Like I can't I can't pl- if even if I decided to play the original Monster Hunter game for PS2, I can't play half of it because because the chunk of it is online. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and that and that's that's what's gonna happen with these like living games, right? Like Destiny or The Division or even Monster Hunter at some point, right? Or like mm-hmm. once like twenty years from now, like if Destiny's not popular anymore, like that game's just not gonna exist. And I've I, I've devoted like seven years to the of the, of my life at this point to this game, and at some point you're just gonna look back and it's just like not gonna exist anymore. Yeah, you know, and and I think I think Bungie knows that like that preservation is is something that people want in games. So like I know they've been there's some rumblings that they're trying to get rights to like their old games before. Like obviously Microsoft owns Halo, right? So and they've done a pretty good job of preserving those first what f- four or five games that Bungie did, right? Uh, in terms of the Master Chief Collection, but like Oni, Josh and I were talking about Oni the other night on Tower Casuals, and it was like it's a Bungie developed PlayStation Two exclusive published by Rockstar. <laughs> It's like this really weird amalgamation of things. And it's like, well, Rockstar owns the IP technically. Mm-hmm. Bungie developed it, but Sony somehow like has some sort of exclusive rights to it. So like trying to get the rights back for that game has been a nightmare for Bungie. And it's been it's just like the, the rights issues and that's why like you don't see a lot of the old Ninja Turtles games being re released because of the rights nightmares and, and stuff like that. It's just Man. I don't understand how I don't understand how it gets so entangled like that. I, I feel like it should not be this complicated. Well it's because in the nineties everybody was high on cocaine and didn't think anything past the next six months of <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh I don't know. I could like Ninja Turtles, for example, right? Like Eastman and Laird obviously own the rights to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Well, now it's just Eastman, I think. So like owns the rights to Ninja Turtles. Nickelodeon owns the rights to the cartoons and the game stuff, but And and Paramount owns the movie stuff for like that. The original games, um, are, uh, IRM owns the rights to the Super Nintendo and Genesis games, but Konami owns the publishing rights to those games. But Nintendo has some some sort of interaction with Turtles in Time for Super Nintendo. So that and then like the music is tied up somewhere else. So like mm-hmm. somehow to get all the rights back and to re-release this game, if they were to re-release Turtles in Time today, that game would cost like forty dollars because of all the people they would have to pay licensing fees to. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! And then they tried. Activision tried to remake it on 360, and oh my gosh, it was just real bad. Do not play Turtles in Time Reshelled. It was. 
Mm. <laughs> Man. Anyways. What were we talking about, Leron? What was your topic? Tribalism. Right. It was tribalism and tribalism right. and gaming. I mean, okay, so here's a follow up question, I guess, and I guess at this point we can go ahead and give it a close the show. Um what's the what's the best way to combat it is it is it just gamers need to embrace the fact that you know like they can be, they they have availability to play games everywhere or is it or is it a little more or is it a little is, is it steeped in something else is it steeped in immaturity like what what do you guys think i just i feel like sometimes people just a yeah people just want to be dicks on the internet but like i think That's a it's a valid point i th- i think people like the people who aren't trying to just be dicks on the internet and they just feel like they want to stand for something or fight for something. And like, they're really passionate about games, right? It's like, it's almost like sports, right? Like I enjoy watching football, but like I'm a Browns fan because I have been my whole life and we're finally good for the first time in like 30 years. And it really makes me happy. Uh, but like, I also enjoy watching other football games, right? Like I, for me, I can understand like, okay, well, you know, the chiefs and the Packers are playing tonight. And like, I just want to watch a good football game. Well, somebody else who's like a huge Packers fan is going to crap all over the chiefs fans. Right. And like try to fight. Like there's a, (laughs) I follow some pretty weird Browns things on Instagram and Twitter and stuff. There's, so we played the bears last weekend Sorry, Logan, we killed him. Uh, but like, <laughs> there's there's viral videos of like Browns fans just running up to Bears fans who are like just leaving and watching their team get killed and just like starting to fight them. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, and this, I'm uh-huh. like, this is this is the physical representation of video game fights on the internet, and it's like, okay, well, it's like that meme where it's like me, nothing, and then no like no one whatever and it's just like we're gonna fight to the death because i like god of war and you like xbox and it's like oh my god just shut up which is one of the dumbest things i've also i've also had to think about like i've always found it like weird when someone hates okay like say xbox fan for example they hate the fact that Sony has God of War so much that they refuse to just go out and buy the game and play it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I've never under I've never understood that absolutism. You know, like yeah. it's like you know, like it's like do you like do you like video games or do you just like the shit that you like to play? Yeah, and it's like it's it. Uh, what also what also pisses me off too is like when people go and defend a game that they've like never even played. They've never played like. <laughs> You know, it's like, oh, this game's amazing. Did you play it? No, play but it? I, I'm a Sony <laughs> pony, so I'm gonna defend the. I'm gonna Is defend really concrete Sony pony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, yeah. Heard, wow. I've heard, I've heard, I've heard PlayStation fanboys. I've never heard no. Sony pony. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like, never been directed towards me. Thank God. It's never. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's like, like I know we were kind of joking around before the show when we were doing the shout out stuff, but like. I like I can't tell you if The Last of Us Two is good or not because I haven't played it. But like I also know what kind of games I prefer, and mm-hmm. looking at that game and the little amount that I played the first game, I'm just like, this game's not for me. So like I don't need to play it. But there's also like, I prefer to play. I think I lean more the Nintendo side too, 
But like in terms of games that aren't available on Nintendo stuff, like I lean towards the Xbox. Like that's just mm-hmm. that's just where I lean, right? And but there's Xbox games that I just don't care for, right? Like I I just don't care, you know? Like I, I don't I like Quantum Break for example was like okay, that game's cool, like it does a lot of cool things, but like I don't I don't care, you know, and I I get that it's kind of like the prequel to Control or whatever, but it's just like I just didn't care about it. And See, I haven't I haven't actually well, I barely started Control because I got the ultimate edition for Control. But is mm-hmm. Quantum Break technically the the prequel to It's it's I, I they haven't really confirmed anything, but like I know that Alan Wake and Control and Quantum Break are all kind of set in the same universe. Uh-huh. Uh they haven't really confirmed Quantum Break yet because Microsoft still kind of owns the publishing rights to that game still. Yeah. Uh but I don't know. There's like there's a lot of games that I really appreciate what they do and I just don't care, you know. I know BioShock is kind of like it's one of those games that's held in super high regard, right? Like for its storytelling of the time and what it was doing mechanically and stuff. I played it. I played like 3 3 or 4 hours of it. I I don't get it. Like, I just, I didn't enjoy Bioshock. I, I don't know why. I So when I got my PS3, I played I played the demo of Bioshock, and I loved it. And I also got Metal Gear Solid 4 with my PlayStation 3. So th- both of those games are totally different, and I enjoyed both of them. And I don't know why, just Bioshock, I, I like the premise of it. Um, and... I went from a, you know, older TV to a, I got a 40-inch Samsung, and I turned on the, I plugged in HDMI, and it's a totally different game. It was, and I kind of didn't enjoy it as much. I don't know why. It was uh, just graphics change, and uh, didn't care for it as much. But, um, yeah, I, I, I get your your thoughts on that. That's, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, and but see, that's where we're ju- judging a game, not a a system or or not a system a or publisher, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's still a tribalism towards specific <laughs> games too. You know, like oh yeah, right. oh yeah. Look at look at look at the people yeah. look at the people who 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 love Halo but 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 can't stand Killzone. You know, yeah. Or, or like or, even or, even tribalism within series, right? Where like oh yeah, bunch like Halo is a perfect example where like. Everybody thinks Halo 1, 2, and 3 are the greatest games of all time and everything that 343 3 did is garbage. I Halo Halo 4 is my favorite Halo game. Halo 5 played great, but like the story was the story was crap. I think it's universally everybody knows that that story was not great in Halo 5, but like I really thought the game played great. Like I would go in and just shoot shoot aliens all day with with listening to a podcast. It's fine. Whatever. I I I don't know, man. It's just, it really bothers me. And like what, what I, what I would like to think of boss rush as, and us as a, as a general community and, and stuff is just like, I don't want to follow the trends of the normal gaming industry. Right. Like I, I feel like, I feel like we all do a pretty decent job of that. I know like, everybody kind of is into their own thing. And I know that I say things that people that might listen to the show, like, 
like I don't like The Last of Us is something that people will make fun of me forever for or point at me or tweet at me or send me a DM and said, you're stupid. You you don't know what you're talking about. That's fine. But I'm not going to go out of my way to defend a game that I don't care for. You know, I, I get that people like the game. But like. I, I'm not going to be one of those people that defends it just because the vast majority of people defend it. You know, I I think we that's, all that's fair. That's I, fair. And, you know, I, I just hope that everybody kind of sees us like that, you know, mm-hmm. it's kind of, I, I hope we do a good job of that, you know. I, I definitely think so. I mean, look at the community and I'm going to, I'm looking at you, Leron, um, what I admire a lot about what you say throughout your various um, appearances and podcasts is like, I don't want to like further talk about either this person or this company or whatever, because you know, you just don't want to give attention to, to those particular type of people. And just to go back and answer that question that you had earlier, like the way that I see combating really unhealthy tribalism is I'm not just going to pay attention to that person or that group because I bet you they're actually a minority. They're just very loud. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, that's true. I, I have a funny feeling. I have a funny feeling that, you know, like certain people or certain certain entities that you know like do what they do it's just basically there for a disruption you know mm-hmm. you know now yeah now that now that also now also in that same vein some people are just really just trying to poke fun and have a good time and stuff like mm-hmm. that and, you know actually get an actual decent conversation going but you know there are other people you know that you know like really just want to disrupt shake things up you know not add anything constructive to the uh, to the uh, to the actual overall you know discourse or conversation and things like that so yeah, like it, it's it's always a fine line that everybody that everybody straddles. Some people understand what they're doing. Some people have no idea what they're doing. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, you know. Uh, the one thing the one thing I've tried to say in my time, the one thing I tried to like enact or do in my time, you know, that I've been with Boss Rush ne- uh, Network. Uh, thank you very much, Corey, for inviting me. Like you and Ed, like you know, like you. Like you guys, like welcomed me into the family when you know I was just like some Joe Schmo who barely had like 15 hours of streaming time under my belt and stuff like that. But the one thing I've tried to you know is do is like you know like if you look at the Boss Rush Network, like people pay attention to what we say, what we do, what advice we give for video games, and sometimes even what advice we give for just the way of life and stuff like that. We're influencers, whether whether nobody wants to pick up the term or not so you know like sometimes like the weight of what we do and what we say has implications on you know how people will look and react to us you know and the general public and, and stuff like that and they have right like i know when stoy wrote that controversial uh piece on the <laughs> video games aren't art thing and it's like okay yeah that's a controversial headline but if you if you read the article which was uh yeah. a com a combative piece to something i think david wrote what the week prior yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it was just like a, you know, let's do this and then let's do this type thing. Like that was super controversial. And people people were coming at me about that. And I'm like, relax, guys. It's just a fun article, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like, but and I like I get that. I, I know people talk about some of the things we say. Right. Like, I don't care. I'm not here to to be IGN or Game Informer or kind of funny or whatever whoever else you listen to right like i'm not here to do that if i wanted to do that like i would have worked harder when i was younger and went to go apply for one of those jobs right like that's not that's not who i want to be as a content creator anymore right like at at one point in my life i did right like 
I think, I think we all did at one point. Like I, I used to read IGN and be like, man, I wish I could write for them or do mm-hmm. a show for them or something. Yeah. Uh, yep. But as I got older and realized that and realized like the way that the game industry was going and the way that I wanted to do stuff or create stuff or podcast or do whatever is like that route's just not for me anymore. And that's okay. Right. Like there's room for people with different opinions in this space. Mm-hmm. And Speaking of tribalism, I feel like that that kind of carries over into that space as well. You know, it's just I want people to feel comfortable being who they are and how they feel here. If you don't like how you feel, if if you don't like how we feel, find a creator or find a company or find a system that aligns with your thoughts or your like relative to how you like to play games, right? Like I feel like the tribalism is just, it, it went away for a while. I feel like, and now it's like coming back full force because I think, I think Xbox is on the rise and right before like PlayStation five came out before they did that huge presentation, people were really questioning PlayStation. Like, are they making the right, right move by not saying anything? Are they doing the wrong thing by not doing backwards compatibility the way that Xbox is, you know, and it turns out their revenue streams and the way they want to do business are just two different ways of doing business. Yeah. And like Mm -hmm. Nintendo is a different way of doing business. doesn't mean one's right and one's wrong. It's just like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like Xbox has a great system of like, you can play all of our games. Maybe they're not all bangers, but like, there's a lot of great sevens. There's a lot of great eights in there. You know, see if thieves has had a great life, right? Like there's a lot of that and you can get it with game pass. You don't even need to own our console to play it. PlayStation. Mm-hmm. We're going for the prestige triple a single player experience, right? This is what we're known for. This is what we're going to keep going at. You want to play our amazing game? Give us $70 and you can play our amazing game. That's fine. Right. These are just different ways of conducting business. And I think yeah. any way is OK. Yeah, I absolutely, absolutely feel more welcome with you guys than I have in previous uh, people I've, I've written for companies I won't mention. Um, but, you know, just, you know, for the writing team alone, uh, having monthly meetings, organization, communication, uh, just as, as God sent, it's it's awesome. Uh, when when you write for a, a different company that uh, just doesn't isn't there for you, it it kind of mm-hmm. you know it really it just it has a different tone to it, and uh, you feel like you're you're trying to float you know in an ocean, and no one's there to help you get in a lifeboat. Mm-hmm. So thank you guys for you know, inviting me to this and I, I love this and I love you guys. So, Aww. yeah, man, of course. Uh, like, we that's, love you too. Man. That's, Thank you. that's the thing, right? Is like, you know, when Ed and I and, and Jesse like started this, cause like long story short, we used to podcast with an old group. We, th- there was a separation and we started this own thing. And from day zero, we were like, we need to make sure everybody feels welcome. We need to make sure everybody's allowed to have their own opinions. And we need to make sure that we build something that uh, people feel like they can be themselves and be here and feel welcome regardless of, uh, you know, orientation, race, 
religion, belief system, whatever. As long as you respect one another and understand who like who everybody is and and how they feel and who they are, we're going to get along just fine. Have we hit speed bumps in this in this road? Of course we have. Like oh, no no system is perfect, right? Like right before Leron joined, we had someone on our team that was like we had to get rid of for harassment and and you know, trying to do things that were not savory, we'll say. It's just just had had to cut them loose. It, it it happens, right? You know, people have come and gone and I I would like everybody who's here to stay forever, but like one okay, so there's an example. Okay, we had uh someone on a podcast that had never podcasted before. Probably I don't I don't know. I'm not going to use this person's name or whatever, but like never podcasted before or whatever. Okay, so what? Come on, just talk to us like friends, whatever. We're going to we're going to be there. Do we get flack for that episode because we had somebody on who like didn't really know what podcasting entailed or whatever? Sure we did. Whatever. That's not it's not what we're here for, right? We're here to make people feel comfortable and if they want to try something, I'm really terrible at saying no. So like, you know, if somebody wants to try something, I'm just going to say, "Yeah, let's try it. Let's do it." And is it overwhelming sometimes? Sure it is. Do I want to pull my hair out sometimes? Sure I do. But like, as long as the people here feel safe and feel happy and feel like they can contribute in a meaningful way, in a positive way, we've done our job. You know, that's, that's what we're here for. So I don't have anything else and how to say. Else well, and how else will people get better if you don't give them a shot? Especially yeah. talking about first-time podcasting or first-time yeah. writing. Right. Mm-hmm. How many? I mean, how many first-time writers do we have on staff? Right. But like, look how many people are getting better at writing. You know. Mm-hmm. And sure. Okay. People need help editing their stuff or putting their words in a in a order that kind of makes sense and and is more appealing. Sure. But like, that's every writer. You know, every writer goes through that. Stephanie, I know you've probably gone through that writing novels, right? Like I'm sure you've had hundreds of edits and, and you know, like I, it's just, you got to start somewhere, you know? Yep. Well said. That was kind of a tangent off the uh, tribalism talk. Uh, it, it happens. I It happens next week. I'll have a much more like, I'll have a bubbly topic next time. Like, <laughs> It's one. It's one of those. It's one of those things. And I've actually thought about. I've actually thought about writing a writing a feature on it because I haven't done a feature in, in a few months. Uh, so I thought about doing that, but I have another feature that I'm working on. <laughs> it's it's basically it's basically a love letter to PS4 fans, letting them know that uh, hey, it's time to let that sucker go because Sony. <laughs> my prediction is Sony will let that bastard go by November of next year. <laughs> I think I, mean, I think I mean, God of War is going to be the last major title for that console. I mean, I mean, the writing's on the wall. Like, you're no longer, you're no longer going to be able to get dual entitlement. You know that fancy mm. word that means like, hey, if mm. I get this game on PS4, I'll have it on PS5 for free. You, yeah. yeah, they're done with that, which means that they're planning to end all interest in PS4. So mm-hmm. get ready, guys. Get ready, guys. You know, if I'm going to be the bad guy, you know, we're about to do our plugs in a few minutes. You know exactly how to find me in a few minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but just to kind of wrap up this show i i everybody that's involved in boss rush like i know i haven't talked to everybody 
like regularly on the writing staff or, you know, the entertainment side of stuff. Like I, I know I haven't like talked to everybody, but like anybody who listens to this show, I just want you guys to know that I appreciate you and the work that goes into the site and the writing and the videos and the podcasts and, you know, the editing stuff and the live shows, like everybody does, everybody has a role and that these roles are coming together in a really cool way. And, you know, David and Dan and, and Stephanie doing the writing stuff and, and taking on that side and, and Shane, you know, you do a great job writing and coming on this show and pal block, you know, uh, frequently and Leron, you do a great job with crossroads and, and it's just everybody, I like two years ago, Ed and I were sitting here just talking dumb Nintendo stuff. Like we made up a Metroid multiplayer game and thought it would be funny to talk about for two hours. Like that, that's where we were at two years ago. And now look where we're at. Right. Like it's, I don't know. I just appreciate everyone and um, committing to this dumb little dream. We all had at one you, point. You guys have started a cartel. That's what y'all done. Mm. <laughs> Cartels make money, Leron. And My Stephanie, and, Ste- and Stephanie, <laughs> don't worry, don't worry, it's coming. Stephanie's going to be our Furiosa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I guess everything's falling into place. I guess we should have probably said that at the top of the show, but Stephanie is going to be our permanent third chair here, unless she can't make it for some reason. But uh, she's going to be the permanent third host on the Boss Rush podcast. So, and then the fourth and chair. No, I did not drop decision. You didn't what? I didn't drug you and make you make that decision. That's not true. I I don't remember. Oh crap! <laughs> but no, seriously, thank you. It's I don't want to be cheesy, but I will. But it's it's quite the honor. I, I was so nervous the first time I was on a podcast, and I can't recall which one I was on first. And you know, it's nice to see people don't find me incredibly annoying. So that's great. Yeah. I mean, well, your first your first appearance was what Pal Block, right? It 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 must have been probably like because it was a Zelda theme or something, and I was like uh-huh. very excited but super nervous and yeah. Because yeah. I know we love you whenever you're on Crossroads. <laughs> it's uh. By the way, Shane, I'm I'm going to extend the invitation for you to come to Crossroads anytime you want. That'd be great. I. Once in a while, I need to step out of Nintendo and go to a little PlayStation. So, no, uh, oh, oh, yes, we'll welcome you with open arms. <laughs> everybody's also invited to Arsenal X, the Xbox podcast. You should listen to that too. I know Crossroads I and Power Block are. Thanks for Saudis. Hey, I got my eye on that fourth fourth chair once in a while. Once oh, we start awesome, yeah, awesome. Yeah, well, hey, Stoy's Stoy's my boy, so I'm. I'm oh gosh, Stephanie and Stoy again on one show. God, Jesse and I are just gonna sit there and just like, well, we we don't have a spot here anymore. This is. Uh... <laughs> Ron, I was gonna mention to you, I my uh, Bluetooth uh, banter piece came out today. If you didn't read it, oh, I, uh, I was just thinking about you uh, talking about the Bluetooth last week. Or oh, so did you? Oh, did you hear how animated I was on on yes, that episode yes. of Power Walk? <laughs> oh, God. I had this in the works, and I'm like, uh, I. You know, I, I can't wait for Laurent to read my take on it. So I, I swear, Ed Ed facepalm so many times during my during my time during my during my take on that because I was like I was like, come on, guys, the Nintendo the Nintendo is closer to five years old than it is to four years old. Come on, guys. <laughs> I'm oh. gonna read your piece before I go to bed tonight. Awesome. Speaking of bed, it's time for bed. 
So I want to thank everybody for watching the Boss Rush podcast live here on twitch.tv slash Boss Rush Network on Wednesday nights. Ooh. If you can't make the live show, it's no big deal. You can listen to the show it's fine. on Monday mornings at 7 a.m. Eastern time on your podcast service of choice and on YouTube. Remember to like, subscribe, share, rate, and review wherever you listen to the show. Shane, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? Well, you can find me uh, here at Boss Rush Network writing many articles. Um, also, uh, I write for another Zelda podcast. Um, and uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Still Sane Shane. Nice. Thanks. Thanks for joining us tonight, Shane. I always enjoy. Thanks for inviting me. It was, it was wonderful talking with you because we never we don't really interact all that much, but when we do, it's a it's a yeah, joy. Love it. Stephanie, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me at Klimov, K-L-I-M-O-V underscore author on Twitter. Um, and, and as Corey mentioned, I also write and copy edit for bossrush.net. And, you know, since we have Shane here, we're lucky to have him. Please check out his editorials um, and follow his Kickstarter journey. Yeah, I found it incredibly interesting. So check that out. Thank you. Laron. All right. Uh, so I'm starting to streamline this, but basically Exodus803, E-X-O-D-U-S-803. You can find me on all social media at that. You can find me at Twitch and YouTube on that. You can find me on, at, that's my gamer tag for practically every service I'm on. So yeah, just look that up. Uh, Tuesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, typically. <laughs> Crossroads of PlayStation <laughs> podcast show with myself, uh, Nelly, Austin, and our new member, Chris. Um, and then, of course, Wednesday nights, I'm here on Boss Rush. You can find me at I am Corey in HD. That is C O R E Y. I'm taking a page out of Stephanie's book. I've never spelled it once on the hundreds of episodes of podcasts I've been on. So, whoops. People spell my name incorrectly all the time so i just figured mm. I, i'm just so used to it now yeah that makes sense i just spell my last name too because people like to add mm. letters take away letters yep yeah. switch letters in different orders mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. uh you can I find me show notes tonight <laughs> my last name's a-l-e-y <laughs> i saw it just y sorry i messed it up i always get sean as well Sean Kelly. Sean. Sean. Oh, yeah. Everyone calls me Sean. You, you know yeah. what? I'm, I'm just going to say right now, like, I, I feel like people are disrespectful. Or people are just being disrespectful to, to, like, to like look at something and then mispronounce it. Like, I understand if you don't quite get it or you can't quite quite conjugate the word in your head and whatnot. But for the most part, like, come on, S-H-A-N-E, and they're getting Sean out of that? I I, I really it, question I really yeah. question how much respect you had. <laughs> They didn't try. Yeah, exactly. That's fair. You I'm, just gonna, I'm, I'm just going to start asking people, like, when they mispronounce my name after actually reading it out, I'm like, do you have dyslexia? This <laughs> is not this hard. Uh, you can find me on various other content here on the Boss Rush Network. Uh, you can find me on Arsenal X, the Xbox podcast. You can find me on Pal Block. You can find me doing all kinds of things. It's going to be a good time soon. Ron. It's after dark. He's got plans. Standard yeah. deaf. We've got plans. So, anyways, I want to thank everybody for watching and or listening. Until next time, we love you. Goodbye. Night, night. Have a good night.
Sleep tight.